Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. going everybody welcome to danny b talks for this week's episode of the nascar movie podcast it is me joined alongside my colleagues eric Step, the iceberg and darian gilliam aka black flags matter hope you guys are having a good one uh there's a lot to talk about and especially something we found out only in the last few minutes our minds are all blown here tonight but first of all we're going to talk about darlington Raceways event this weekend, which was overall, I felt like a pretty entertaining race, pretty good race. I would put it up there in one of my favorite favorite races of the year, personally, this year. But Eric Jones, with the upset victory of quite possibly the last few years. I mean, yeah, he's won this race now for the second time, but winning in this equipment at this stage in his career is a huge statement for him, that team, and so much more for NASCAR. 17th different winner this season. Uh, it's not impossible to have a record by the end of this year. So, uh, guys, what do you think? What do you think about the first win for the 43 since 2014 and the first uh, full race win? Because, obviously, the one before that was a rain-shortened race. First full race win for the 43 since 1999. Eric, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, I was at that race. Uh, not the 1999. The Eric you were at the 1999 race? I was about to say. I was, about to uh, say, I was at the 2014 race. Uh, and yes, uh, came back on, I guess it was Sunday, and then got rained out. I remember watching the actual declaration of the winner. I think I was in the Cheddars across the street when they declared Amarola the winner, and storms were rolling in, moving in, moving through. Uh, but no, uh, on that other note you mentioned, Danny, 17 different winners this year. A couple people in my comment section mentioned this, but if you include all the non-points races, we actually have 20 different winners this year because Busher yeah. and Keselowski won their dual races mm. and Blaney won the all-star race. That's true. So That's true. it's been a pretty ridiculous season, and Eric Jones spoiling the playoff opener kind of just adds to it. But you mentioned it, Danny. He's won this race before. Um, I don't remember. I, I surprisingly didn't pick him as a dark horse. Jarrett, was it you? One of y'all picked him as a dark horse this weekend. I can check. Or, 
in last week's show. Uh, might have even been the chat for all I remember. Um, but that's a great upset pick for a track like Darlington. The, what makes it such a tremendous upset isn't that it's Eric Jones winning at Darlington, that it's the first time a, a non-playoff driver has ever won the playoff opener, going back to the early days of the chase even. So uh, an upset on all accounts. I'm sure we'll talk about the you know several pieces that had to move into place to allow this upset to be possible. But what a great story for not only Richard Petty getting the 43 back in victory lane, but more importantly, GMS, who's effectively a new team. This is basically their first year in cup. They basically run that operation over there. And uh, it's cool to see another one of the new guys um, get a, what I think is one of the most uh, underrated drivers in the cup. He's a great value driver and, uh, and make it work this first year. That's pretty cool. They just missed the playoffs by, you know, maybe 200 points, but it was only one or two spots but now they have a win. And I think that makes up for a lot of that. So it was, it was cool. Yeah. Congrats. And, and, and it was a chat, by the way, the chat picked yeah. that. Okay. But yeah. that's, that's huge, you know, for, for Chevy in general, because now coming into the season, you know, yeah, we knew Hendrick was going to get wins for all four of the drivers, most likely, but you know, no one knew if track house could get wins, if petty GMS could get wins, if, uh, if RCR could get wins, but, a lot of their teams that, you know, ordinarily you don't look at have all been able to get wins. So that kind of proves that, you know, I think Chevy has had the right, the, the best combination this season as compared to Ford and Toyota. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But, you know, with, with that being said, uh, we would be talking about a different story if the Toyotas didn't quite literally blow it at the end of this one. Um, so Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch are having, honestly, a pretty entertaining battle for the end of this one. And then Martin Truex Jr., he flies by Kyle Busch. And I remember on the radio, Kyle Busch said, man, I want what that 19's having. Well, I guess they both got what they was having because <laughs> uh, Martin Truex Jr. has a mechanical failure. And then under caution, I, I think it was, well, I, I think I heard, did Kyle miss a shift? Is that what happened there? Or, or... That's what I think Bob Parker said yeah, at one point. And I, I don't know he, if it was confirmed. I think he based that off of something he heard Denny Hamlin say over the radio. Like Hamlin maybe said, hey, I think Kyle missed a shift or something like that. But I haven't heard that for myself. So yeah. we don't know for sure. I got, but really, I, I, go I got to say, though, for Kyle Bush, props to him. He didn't run through cones. He didn't park it in the pit area. He actually did drive it correctly to victory. Uh, not to victory. He wished he was there <laughs> to, to the garage area this time. Yeah, really. Overall, I mean, you can look at this first playoff race of the 2022 season, and you just a bunch of playoff drivers had so many problems. Like, really, this is like honestly the most craziest opening playoff race in NASCAR history, at least in you know the playoff era of NASCAR dating back to 2004. I mean, not only did you know Joe Gibbs Racing have issues, but then the regular season champion himself, Chase Elliott made a mental mistake, spun himself out, um, and then involved Chase Briscoe, who, and then you can also make a case, like, like look at the store Haas racing cars. Now they're both at the bottom in points because they both had issues, and yeah, Harvick with the fire, and then, yeah. This, overall, just what a crazy weekend of racing, though. And, yeah, props to, to Eric Jones, man, for turning the 43 back to victory lane. Yeah, feel good story. And I feel like this could have come at a worse time for Kyle Busch. There's so much attention still on him. You know, don't know what he's doing next year at this point. Um, but, you know, he, he doesn't want to go out on a bad note, per se, with JGR. But, you know, he wants to win for them. But it's just every time he's had it in his grasp, um, something's just not went his way. And the only time it has gone his way is when it wasn't supposed to be for him at, Br at Dirt Bristol. Well, I mean, overall, though, he's still this race showed a lot of promise and improvement over the last 10 weeks. I mean, 
you know, granted, yeah, he did finish 30th, but he led 155 laps. Truex led 48, which so mm-hmm. I think those that's the, two... 155 is the most he's led in a race all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. by far. And and like even looking back at the stages, one stage two was top three, stage one. Like this is the most Kyle Busch feeling race. Mm-hmm. I'd say honestly, since before the 600 this year, which for Kyle Busch standards is saying a lot. Mm-hmm. So again. It, it, it's obviously not a good result whatsoever, you know, when you blow an engine like that or have a water pump issue like Truex, but it it is promising seeing that Bush can compete with the best of them and in a lot of respects have the best car out there and actually capitalize on it. If that engine doesn't happen, like you said before, Danny, we're talking about Kyle Bush getting a win and hey, Eric Jones got a top three run. That's nice. Yeah. But, hmm. you know, it, 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 it is good to see Kyle Bush look normal again for the most part yeah definitely there's definitely a deal that's already like i feel like that's definitely um in intent that he um is uh intending on signing on just like all of a sudden as soon as the playoffs start it seems like he's back and stuff but then obviously towards the end that was hey, i feel bad for dalton good man just dalton good just, he can't catch a break this year at all there's something happening it's always happening well, but one interesting thing from the broadcast though that i found funny was when truex was leading at one point you know nbc ran that or you know excuse me usa ran that whole you know thing that was like hey why isn't truex in the playoffs and stuff how is he not in there i'm like god like i i thought like are you guys allowed to do that you know yeah, kind of inadvertently dunking on themselves yeah, yeah. i don't know did they realize what they were doing and they were showing that but but yeah no i i mean it, you know during some parts um, um during some parts um of the race and stuff it was looking like damn like truex like junior not being in the playoffs was an absolute crime then all of a sudden he has the same issues as Kyle Busch. So, but and his post race interview or post crash interview, like that's the most uh, kind of defeated I've seen Truex mm-hmm. maybe ever. In a, like I've seen him rattled before, like the oh he ain't gonna win the damn war. That he he was rattled, but not in like an upset way. He was a, he was just more angry than sad. Here he just looked like defeated. What it's else like, can they do? Like like, yeah. just, like you mentioned that graphic. They didn't really do anything wrong this year besides not win. Yeah, it has been a down year by their standards, but he still had led some of the most laps, had one of the best average finishes, was still like fourth in traditional points, and that hasn't been enough. Leads a bunch of laps, takes the lead late, plays the right strategy late in this race, engine failure wasn't enough. It's like just more of the same. So no, that hurt for Truex, but when Kyle Busch, what I loved was USA's coverage of the Bush blown engine because you know they're just riding around under caution nobody suspects a thing uh like we saw a couple caution incidents this weekend between alfredo and the xfinity race and then bush in the cup race action happened even during the uh, pace laps on the xfinity race we'll talk about that later gibbs and uh, i don't remember who he got into but that anyway they should have had the cameras on when they got the camera on kyle bush and the smoke started to billow out the fact that like kind of rick allen sort of like paused mid-sentence and, and, but, but wait, he, he's blown up. And then everyone else started like kind of piling in. And then they cut to the shot of the crowd jeering him on. Like mm-hmm. it, it was good TV, if nothing else. If Kyle Bush, like that's what I love about Kyle Bush. Um, he, when he does good things, it's fun to watch. When he does bad things, when bad things happen to him, it is kind of fun to watch. So he is, uh, he is tremendous for the sport in that respect and added a lot to the broadcast, even when he was exploding on, on pit road or on See- the. Yeah, me, me and Darian were at our fantasy draft, and they Which had was a, it was a blast, blast, by the way. It was a blast, by the way. It, it was. Me. They had music blasting the whole time, so we couldn't hear the broadcast, mm-hmm. and that was our exact reaction. Like, yeah, 
I think Darren, you were like looking at like who you're gonna draft. I was about to draft, and then I walked back over, and then you're like, Kyle Bush blew up. I'm like, what? And we're like, oh my god, just going nuts. There were were guys there who are are, you know getting back into NASCAR. We're like, Mm -hmm. twenty to go, and the leader blew up under caution. Like, yeah, seeing the replay, it was really cool seeing basically the people in the booth taken as off guard. Because if if you think about the way that the smoke was, like it wasn't very heavy until he got to the back stretch. So it's like you couldn't really tell at first unless you had a camera like that. And so it, it, it was awesome seeing professionals that are in the booth every week have the same reaction that literally just a bunch of us hanging out as mm-hmm. friends would have. Like that was, yeah, that, yeah. was that was like very it was very genuine. I'll give credit to oh go ahead, sorry. sorry. Well, I was just gonna you used to use the word genuine, and that's been my kind of praise for NBC over the last few years is sometimes a little rough around the edges. Junior gets a little starts kind of gargling. I don't know what like is going on. But at, at least it's genuine. Their reactions, it yeah. feels like they're actually watching yeah. the race and are into it the way a fan would be. So yeah. I always appreciate that. I'll give credit to Rick Allen, man. Just like when he was first broadcasting the NASCAR Cup series, I was kind of iffy on him and stuff, but he's really grown on me over the years, you know, slowly but surely has. So I like that. Well, let's uh moving on uh the Chases had a bad night. Chase Elliott and Chase Briscoe. Chase Elliott spins out and and uh, very very pretty car with a good meaning to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, unfortunate end for that car. Um, collects Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe heavily damaged. Uh, Chase Elliott's damage didn't look heavy on the outside, but there's a lot of stuff damaged on the inside. NBC did a good job of actually uh, showing showcasing with zoomed in cameras of where that damage was. And then the go, diffuser, yeah, the diffuser and was then Steve Latart went into, you know, the graphic package and showed exactly, okay, Hey, you got these parts here, these parts here. And then showing and the zoomed in, look, this is damaged. Look, they pulled out this whole piece. There's that piece. And then at that point you knew he, there's no way they're beating this damage policy. Even with the new extended clock, they still, uh, could not could not beat that. Yeah, I mean, just it's a real shame too. I mean, like, look, he had you know, granted, like, yes, he was the regular season champion. Yes, he had four wins, the most all season. So he had a bit of a cushion, but not big enough to to be and, totally safe from that. And we'll get into here in a little bit what that point situation looks like because it, it's it's very much shifted now. Yeah. Uh, he could have been a lot worse if it wasn't for everyone else having a bad night in this. Yeah, one. So, I can uh, only imagine. He kind of kind of caught a break here. But also, too, don't forget Kyle Larson also had his issues all night, too. He spent out, what what was it, twice? or He spent out twice, but he, he recovered. But yeah. I think the, Elliott's issues, to me, is what made this race like one of the craziest, if not the craziest openers to a, to a playoffs, just because you don't have it that often where somebody who's that far ahead immediately out the, date, uh, out the gate uh, face plants like that. And, and that's really what we have, and it sets everyone pretty much to zero because, yeah, Joey Logano's 38 up, but was Chase Elliott 35 up last week? So you know that mm-hmm. any single person that is, because Eric Jones won and not being a playoff driver, any person that's in that top 16 could be anywhere from where Harvick is 13 down to Logano 38 up and could completely flip that this coming week at Kansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kansas is probably the craziest mile and a half in the sense that for some reason there was always a giant-ass crash once a year that is just like a near flip and we didn't get that in the spring. So, so and, and this so, year's so we're, not so we're, so we're due for one is what you're saying. We're due for a giant that's ass a, crash. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. What stood out to me about Chase Elliott and hardcore Chase Elliott fans may in the chat may be like, Oh wait, no, what about this one? But to me that stood out as probably that nine teams worst 
performance, like weekend performance of the entire season. Yes. And yes. it came in the playoff opener. Because like, where did they qualify first? 23rd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 23rd, yeah. which was, I think, worst of everyone was, who laid down a lap. Was, Only Suarez was behind him. Yeah, he was the worst of the Hendrick cars. I know that. Wow. Yeah, I think That's he was shocking. worse of everyone but Suarez. And then the race started, and he immediately dropped to 28th. Might have just been bad lane on the restart. I didn't see. Slowly worked his way up to about 13th or 14th by the end of stage one. And it was, you know, two, three laps to go in stage one when he just made a mistake and spun out and got, you know, collected by Chase Briscoe. So uh, it's just one of those, like, how, why? Like, because Chase Elliott, Alan Gustafson, they're, I'm not going to say they're immune to the pressure. Chase Elliott used to be known as the choke artist when he was trying to get his first win, but he's been to -to back-to-back championship fours. He knows how to handle the playoff pressure in September, October, and November. He's won a championship at age 24. Like the, it can't be the pressure. And I fail. I I hate to think it's just poor execution because they've been the most consistently dominant team all season. Like you said, Jared, it, it made it super wild because nobody saw Chase Elliott being the first playoff driver to make just a a wild mistake, an uncharacteristic mistake, but he was. And that set the tone for the rest of the evening. So bad time to have your worst weekend of the season. Luckily, they had, you know, 40 playoff points, so they're not in a dire, dire situation, but it's the next two weeks won't be easy. And, yeah. and if they perform the way they did all season, which I firmly believe they can, uh, and I firmly believe they will, uh, they'll they'll have no problem, I think, making the next round. It's just now with that buffer gone, you really you there's there's no way to say, well, you know, it's like if we screw up on this pit stop, it won't matter as much because we're 40 points up. Mm-hmm. Now it's if we screw up on this pit stop, we went from being 14 points up on Austin Sindrick, who's shown some speed later in the season, to being like, oh, we lost five spots. Now we're only nine points up. Um what, what what I think probably made that even bigger is the fact that the only reason Suarez was behind him was because of failing inspection before the race. Mm-hmm. Like if you go, like I don't know where if where he uh, started before that off the top of my head, but if you go off speed alone, if he was above twenty third, Elliot was the slowest off of speed all weekend of the sixteen, which is just I I can't remember a race when Chase Elliott was like that. I honestly can't. Where it wasn't like you know, the car having problems or an engine issue or like some freak accident, you know, like a meteor hitting his car or something mm-hmm. like Elliot has been one of the four to three, three to four best drivers of the last probably four or five years. And this was just, it's as, unca- it's as uncharacteristic as Kyle Busch's summer has been. Yeah. Very unusual for the nine team. I do truly feel that this is just, you know, a flare up, you know, just, a, you know, just one of those off weekends, you know, um, I don't think he's going to be knocked out of the round of 16, but Hey, we've seen crazy things happen before, you know, you never know, but honestly, like right now, I don't think, I don't see that happening. Um, but yeah, I'm sure they will be back to, to true form this weekend at Kansas for sure. But I mean, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't the only Chevy guy to have problems though. And especially not the only Hendrick guy. Didn't Ross Chastain also have problems as well? Ross had problems. A lot of people had problems. Uh, one note on, found on Chase about. Elliott. If he gets through his first round, which I think we all agree, he still probably will. It mm-hmm. all resets. That Darlington mm-hmm. race goes yeah. out the window. Well, it resets yeah, with Talladega I, and the Roval right there. I, yeah. I think <laughs> I think Chase Elliott's gonna be fine. I think they can rebound this weekend. And quite honestly, with how he's been on concrete tracks this year, he's kind of my favorite right now for Bristol next weekend. But we'll talk about that when we get when when it gets here. Um, but think about talk about Hendrick. Uh, so Elliott and Larson, you know, I've I've seen all year. They're they were obviously the better Hendrick cars. Well. Byron and Bowman stepped up when the other two 
uh, was missing this weekend. Uh, Byron, this was a great race for him in the spring, so it's not surprising to see him running with this much speed because they probably didn't have to change much from what they brought in the spring. Uh, Bowman, he survived. I, I, I paid attention to his race all day long, and he kept bouncing around between uh, the top, I think, 8 uh, to 12 and managed to get a top 10 out of it. So, you know, they stepped up in big ways, and it's helped them a lot in their chances to move on to the round of 12. Yeah, survive in advance. You know, it's as simple as that. You know, in the races where, you know, you can't win, you know, at least gather up as much stage points as many, you know, and, and as good of a finish as you can. And, hey, um, ended up with a well, top 10 finish, so not a bad start. Well, and looking at, at those two in particular, Byron won the first stage, so that's big not only for this round but the next round. Bowman finished seventh in the second stage when Byron finished fifth. And then when you look at where they placed um, among the playoff drivers, Byron was fifth of them. Sixth was Alex Bowman. So, you know, they finished ahead of 11, 10 other guys that they're racing against. And some of them pretty heavy hitters like Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney. We talked about the, you know, the two guys like uh, Chase and and Kyle, as well as, as Kevin Harvick, like, you know, they, they position themselves well for this next race, which as much as something will probably happen to one or two guys is more of a, you know, I wouldn't say easy ride, but not as crazy. And, you know, depending on what happens, they might be able to put themselves this weekend into a much better position heading into Bristol than years De- past. Definitely. I think uh, Kansas has historically been a good track for both Byron and Alex Bowman for that matter. So, you know, if they could get through this one, that makes him a lot better going into Bristol. Um, I think uh, Byron was pretty good going into the playoffs to start. Bowman, I think he was like, what was he, 15th? Something like that. He was pretty yeah, far. Yeah, he was, he was he below was the cut line. pretty far down there, and now he's 10th, and he's mm-hmm. got a 10-point cushion, which isn't that great, but it's not that bad. Can eat yeah. up. Considering he was below the cut line to start off with, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, absolute that's, game. that's definitely... To me, it's just big that they outran Elliot, and I know we didn't see him much of the night. And Larson had a good car, but kept shooting themselves in mm-hmm. the foot or having mechanical issues. The fact that they both ran Byron, especially top five, leading laps early in the race, mm-hmm. like we haven't seen that from Byron or Bowman since like April and May. Yeah. <laughs> so, which, which... Uh, I mean, that's that's a good sign. I mean, we know Byron's good at Darlington, so mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to suck this weekend, but I didn't expect him to go out there and win a stage and lead a bunch of laps either. So a but, huge step forward. But, yeah. but also, how many times have we seen this out of Hendrick? They they kind of go into some of sure. you know you know two of them they're great all year, but then you got a couple of them that kind of go into a slump, and then by the time playoffs gets here, they pick it up right when they need to. I, I'm not yeah. I'm I'm and I know this is going to sound weird of me to say this, especially where he's in points. I'm not sold on Byron. Like the last time he was this good was Darlington. Yeah, and and, that, <laughs> and I see what you mean there, and it does scare me. This is a it's a one time deal for him this time, but we'll see. Next week will be the real determiner for Byron. Yeah, and let definitely. me let, yeah. let me look Same for back. Bowman. If they both yeah. go out on top ten next week, I'll be like, okay, I could see them getting through yeah. this round. Probably even maybe even the next I, round. I mean, perhaps. But. I, I don't. I can't remember how Byron's stats are playoff wise, but I feel okay about Bowman because he's never. He's never actually had a season where he didn't make it to the round of 12. I know in 2018, he did finish 16th in points, but he still made it to the round of 12. I remember that. Well, and the part of the reason, too, I just I needed to look back to make sure, is because Alex Bowman got a top 10 at Kansas earlier mm-hmm. in the year. He did. Like, and, and he has more of a track record of being able to kind of lift himself up a little more from where his performance was earlier in the regular season. Uh Case in point being last year, I know, you know, or not, the last two years, 
honestly. Uh, but when I look at Byron, you know, he was 16th here earlier this year. I don't, I just, I'm not sold on Byron yet. I get if he's I'm not sold on like either of them yet. Well, I, Byron, I'd be more sold on, on Bowman. Um, uh, yeah, I'm a little Byron. more sold yeah, on well, Bowman at the moment, too. The only reason I like Byron is because he's, we'll talk about it, he's plus 32. So, like, at this yeah. point, unless he <laughs> yeah. fails miserably, yeah. he's through to the next round. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sold on them to at least get to the next round. What happened? Yeah, I'm not sold that? on either of them past that, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. But moving on past the other Hendrick guys, let's talk about uh, some of the other situations we saw. Suarez versus Christopher <laughs> Bell. Let's talk about what happened there. Darian, what do you think? You're, you're kind of a good guy to talk about the, the drama on the track. Oh, yeah, definitely for sure. Well, it looked like, I mean, there was just good hard racing, I guess. I guess Suarez saw otherwise, you know, and, you know, he had some very choice words for him after racing. You know, I'm a friend of um, all of our channels, um, amazing reporter by the name of Noah Lewis, asked him what happened. And uh, basically, and, you know, in part of his answer, he's like, he's going to, he was going to come back for him. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, Look, I mean, I, you know, I get it to the playoffs and stuff, you know, the intensity's at an all-time high, you know, compared to the uh, regular season. But I'm like, man, like, you know, these are two guys who, I, I don't know, like, you know, I, I could see them both making the round of 12 and stuff, but I'm like, eh, like, maybe they should wait to do that stuff before, you know, the you know, the, the, uh, the round of 16 is over. You know, I mean, they're not the most consistent, but uh, definitely makes for um, a uh, interesting race um, this weekend at Kansas for sure. Watch those two on the track. But, but yeah. I, I just hated to see Suarez get so rattled by that because, yeah, the Bell was in the wrong. Bell rubbed up into him. Mm-hmm. They went in too wide and very difficult to do that. I think it was turn one, right, at Darlington. And it, it, it was That's at an early do. point in the race too, correct? Well, it was it was in stage three, I believe, but there was I don't remember exactly. It was more than 50, 60 laps to okay. go. It was like Suarez, because the thing is Suarez has this happen. Um, and then later he speeds on pit road. And I, I'm not gonna sit here and say, like, oh, they are absolutely well, connected, but but let me yeah. put it this way. Suarez drove a flawless race. Mm-hmm. He drove from last to fourth, was mm-hmm. one of the few who could contend with the Gibbs cars. Then Bell roughs him up. And what does Suarez do? He hits the wall later and then he speeds on pit road and finishes 18th. So I'm not saying it's exactly what caused it, but I, I track house is an inexperienced team when it comes to the playoffs. Daniel Suarez is an ex- inexperienced driver when it comes to the playoffs. And I don't want to see Suarez get so fixated by this thing with bell. Like, that I, like, he misses the, misses the round. Of yeah, well, that, that he does something silly out. at Bristol yeah. or it overdrives it at some point. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I, I don't want to see that happen because I think Suarez has the speed to go d- deep into the playoffs. I think both track house cars do. It's just, can the drivers maintain focus and execute and avoid these silly situations? We know Chastain may have payback coming his way. Mm-hmm. Suarez should do everything he can to avoid being in a similar situation. So uh, I, I don't know that part. Yeah. Bell was in the wrong, I guess, but it wasn't the most glaring thing we've seen this year. Like, I don't I, know. I, I just, I think this is a situation for Suarez. Yes. I know he, he competed for an Xfinity championship, but in cup, I think this is one where yep. he just has to learn. Like he's just going to have to learn how to handle the situation. And if he handles it right, well, we'll see him in the next round. If he handles it wrong, he might not just screw up Bell's championship uh, efforts, which seeing where Bell is right now, that's not even a guarantee. Where Suarez is, is much more precarious. Uh, I, I, the way I see it is it's, it's a driver who has not been in this situation before and is you know, if he goes off of again, and these are emotions right after the race, if he goes off these emotions, like he's going to learn really quick, you know, about the long game rather than the short game. Yeah. When I, Eric I'm trying to find, I'll oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Tex Hale in the chat said Bell ran Chastain and Suarez into the wall last month. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember that. What race was that? Does anybody remember this incident? 
the Michigan incident? Does that or I don't know. Uh, Is he referring to that? Or I don't even remember what happened. I yeah, I can't remember so quick. Top of my head. Anyway, sorry. There's go ahead, so Darian. I, I just want the chat. If he if he actually remembers an incident, I can look. We can look it up. But just yeah, what race it was. But no, I mean, like once. I mean, now that Eric puts you know his entire night into you know into into context and stuff, like maybe this might be a tad bit overblown. I mean, obviously, you know, after the race, he's heated. You know, you know, emotions run high, especially after the race. You know, just getting out of the car and then you have a mic stuck in your face, like, hey, what happened out there? You know. So now that he's had some time to cool off, I'm sure like he won't do anything too egregious. Like, yeah, you know, if he races beside bell might race him a tad bit harder than usual but nothing to where it'll affect his playoff thing status because like i agree with you eric i feel like you know as far as dark horse playoff contenders like suarez you know at times you know because he's with track house i could see him making a little they're surprise one and run in the playoffs yeah sorry they're saying michigan but that wasn't smart that was bell blocking chastain uh i guess what they're it? saying is because he's gotten involved with the track house racing car before maybe i that's guess wait am i remembering that right it was bell who had just pit who went up and blocked yes. Chastain with yes. momentum and wrecked himself. Was Suarez yes. involved in that? Did he get a piece of that as well? I can't remember now. I'm going uh, back and looking at it really quick. Yeah, just, I, just I, to be I, sure. Brock I guess Chastain's I get been in so much stuff. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I get being fresh. I guess I get being fresh because yeah, that was a Bell mistake as well. So I guess if, yeah. if that's twice in recent weeks that a, that Bell has kind of messed up a track house car by being careless, then sure, I, I get oh. it. But I, I would just be reasonable. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I wouldn't let this dominate your thought over these next two weeks yeah. these races are just too important I, to be I don't think it will God. I think it'll, I think it'll still be I hope not I really so, hope not okay. I mean Suarez I mean he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that'll just like like let it affect him too too much you know like now some other guys in the playoffs you know like a like Kevin Harvick per se like yeah that's a little bit of a different story but no I think Suarez is level-headed I think he'll be all right I'm watching back on it. That was just Chastain. That wasn't Suarez. Yeah, yeah Suarez, Suarez was nowhere to be seen in there. Right? I guess no, they're he, just referring he, he, to a track house car. I guess. He, yeah, he was right behind it, but he passed mm-hmm. by him. He wasn't in yeah. it. Like, yeah, just, it's a track house. You know, Gibbs has been flaming track house all year, so track house is trying to like <laughs> even the score. I guess. Yeah, just I a, guess just so. A, just a pissing contest at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of incidents on the track. Kevin Harvick found himself in an oh, incident. Oh, I'm so sorry, Danny. I hate to interrupt you, but no, Chris did remind us. That's right. Suarez was in – Chastain and Suarez were in position to cycle to the lead of that race. That oh. crash trapped Suarez a lap down. Oh. Yeah, but it wasn't It wasn't a direct – Like I don't know. You know it, what? At this point, I'm on Suarez's side. Wreck him. Wreck him. Take him out. <laughs> 20 like, needs to pay. I don't, I don't see how that correlates one-to-one with know. this situation. I, I, I mean, get it screwed him over, but it screwed a bunch of drivers over. No, who went on to win the Michigan race? I totally forgot. Harvick did. So Harvick did. Try, We're about to, to talk for, about the winner. What was I was trying that? to think if it was a Toyota driver who won. I would have been like, ooh. What was that, Popeye? I don't know. I'm with him now. I'm not saying he – I still – I want Suarez to think bigger picture, but if Bell's blocking him at Bristol, wreck him. I think I, – I wouldn't bat an eye at this point if he spins him out at Bristol. It's entertaining for us, but I mean, as far as the play, like Suarez, it, don't do that, please. Just, I, I, I don't, I'm, saying, I, I, I'm I actually saying it would be justified. This. I would think I it would be justified. I, I'm, I don't. If if we're taking Michigan into a larger account here, I don't see. I don't see the accountability on that one. That's between Chastain and Bell. Uh, it like, affected Suarez in a pretty big way. Well, it affected every driver. Yeah. You don't see every driver going after him. I could understand it with I could I could side with Eric's point if Suarez was the only driver affected. But yeah, that affected a whole lot of other people. It really only affected like. Chastain and Suarez. That's all I'm saying. They had they would they were gonna finish one two in that race and they yeah. did not because but of hey, Bell. 
If Suarez is holding grudges over I hope, that. I hope Christopher like, Bell's dad's not watching. I, mean, I forgot if, yeah, he watches sometimes. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm laughing at Dinner Deliver saying that Eric's mind is already in after-hour mode. I'm just saying, I, I, <laughs> the chat has, has opened my third eye. I totally forgot about how Suarez was affected I, I hope by the Michigan deal. And now, and, now that, <laughs> and now that, that was a good one. And now that um, interview with Noah Lewis and, and media at the end of this uh, most recent race with Suarez, it adds an old, whole nother. I'm like, why? Because in my head, I'm like, why was he so angry yeah. about that? He just got rubbed into it. It's a frustrating, I know. But, but we'll see. Picture, I'm, we'll see how it develops. I'm for the chaos. I just think it'd be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it develops. If it, if it, if it, I'm just saying if Bell blocks a little at Bristol, he's getting turned. And I would not I would not blame Suarez for it. Now that I know the full backstory, I wouldn't blame him. I'm just saying. Yeah. We'll see. Well, <laughs> don't turn them at Kansas. We don't want that to be the no. horrible crash this yeah. year. We don't want that. That, to could, be, that could be the big crash. No, let's not do that. No, that would be too far. That'd be too well, far. Well, no, no. He, he should do it at Bristol if he were to yeah. do it, because if you do it at Kansas, you're going to get paid back. And there's, I'm, I don't at see Suarez putting 30 points on the cut line and making himself seem more safe. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is fun. Thank you, chat, for, yeah, for, thank for you. enlightening yeah. us about their history together. All right, now go ahead, well, Danny. You were saying. Yeah, sorry about, about that. Just <laughs> like you guys made me take my sweet time talking about this, NASCAR decided to take their sweet time calling a caution for a car on fire. Yeah. That was worth it for that segue. That was good. No, that, was, what? that was a good segue. Yeah, so I guess Eric, you were watching the race and stuff. So like, so what was it really I like that? We all long? Were watching oh, the race. well, I mean, like I, I wasn't I, I watching was, the race. I was like paying half attention, so I didn't see uh, Harvick's car on fire until like um, until he was getting out. But was it, it was really perfect. like? Was it so, really that long though? Eric? If TV yeah. is closely linked to the real-time scoring people, decision then yes he was halfway out the car people, by the time the, the banner went yellow like people, he was physically out of the car people at um, the race was saying on twitter that they had the same thoughts as us on tv why have they not thrown a caution yet so even wow. if they threw the yellow if they didn't throw like if they threw the yellow two seconds earlier that's still not good enough they would have had to throw the caution about probably eight to ten seconds earlier than we saw on tv for i what, think the average fan to believe that was somewhat acceptable so they, they missed it they definitely what, were too slow throwing the caution what i saw on tv cars were still at full speed and harvick was getting out of a, of a yeah he's physically car. getting out of his pretty far from the racing group but not far enough you know but out of the race like away from the track but yeah, they were green for longer than they should have been. That was a whiff. Yeah, on race control. Like part. the second a flame was shooting out of that car, the caution button should be hit. So, yeah. what was the cause of that? He had said in his post-race oh, interview that it was just crappy parts, correct? Crappy oh, parts. So, yeah, that's what he said. Rodney Childers did a little uh, science experiment on oh. Twitter, and then he deleted it. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, I think he, he left it up on Instagram, but he deleted some tweets. Yeah. He had, okay. he had shown how, like, the way that the, the grills are set up with, like, 75% open and the way that the cars are behind the grill is it allows rubber to build up. And when that rubber builds up with all that heat, heat and rubber causes a fire. And, and then he, he was even on, saying that they have fans that are pushing that rubber, yeah. that hot rubber, over to the exhaust, over to the rocker boxes, which are even hotter. And that's when oh. the fire starts. Yeah. Now, and now then, the fire did end up getting in the cockpit a little it bit. Was, it, was, it went through the dash. You could see yeah. through the wind, window and, everywhere. And and Harvick even said that it was coming through the dash. That's why he got out. Like, it was quite honestly probably the worst fire we've seen in the next gen car this year. Probably at uh, least since Chris Busher. Like, oh the, yeah, uh, and but Busher got to keep racing, so I think this one like he, he finished tenth <laughs> in that car. So yeah. <laughs> who was it? Who was it? God, I I love that. I Michigan looked up race, but um, I forgot who the one was that caught fire Cole, there. Cole Custer had yeah. a pretty big. Fire. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't know if it was yeah. the exact same type of incident or if it was unrelated because I remember his came out because I looked up the video recently. It was coming more out of the left front, which is in the ballpark of what we're talking about, but maybe not exactly the same place. So, uh, but yeah, he had a big fire zone. That was another SHR four. Now, Tyler Cannon brings up a good point in the chat. And I noticed this too, a little bit. It's like, 
I don't I don't know if it's all, but I know that it's like like majority at least Fords mm -hmm. that are having mm -hmm. these problems. Yeah. That's a and, correlation uh, that should be looked into. Now they yeah. there there did there was something to come out though that uh NASCAR has decided to make a change that should hopefully fix this, I guess. They're making three changes. I, I'm not technical. None of us are. So I'm going to do my best. Um, but they're making three notable changes. There's uh, an optional coding. I'm not going to say this word right. Intumescent coding that's going to be permitted um, for the underside of the lower crush panels, uh, inside the exhaust cover panels, and on the upper surface of the rocker arms. Um, and then uh, they have a lateral um, seal that must be installed between the back of the front clip weight box and the top of the splitter panel. Anyway, so they have that. Anyway. Uh, they also have they're also telling the teams that they have to replace a lower section of the oh my gosh what did i write down here i wrote it in like bullet points the point is they're replacing another thing with like stainless steel all of this is hopefully to not so much stop the heat from getting to where it needs to be but it'll at least keep any fire that does form from spreading nearly as easily as it mm -hmm. did um, in harvick's case so it's a small fix. I don't think it gets to the root necessarily of the biggest problems, but like uh, the, um, the dam that they're the seal that they're going to put in, in the, on the front of the car, in, uh, the top of the, whatever, on the splitter. I think the hope is that that will keep some rubber from going back into those, you know, rocker box areas that we saw at Darlington. So maybe it'll help everything on all fronts. What's, what's interesting about it is the timing. Uh, like these all sound like things that had to have been in development for at least a few weeks. I don't think that, cause they're all mandating it this weekend at Kansas. There's no way they could build all these parts and get them yeah. to the teams in this short amount of time. But the timing is interesting that it comes days after Harvick puts them on blast in the biggest way we've seen anyone so far. Uh, um, so I don't want to say it's a slow reaction, but uh, either way, I'm not, I'm not going to put NASCAR. I'm not going to give NASCAR shit for this. They're trying to come up with a fix mid season. And I think this should hopefully help some of that. Real quick. Uh, go back to Jared's point. T bird 15 says in the chat, Bowman caught on fire at Darlington earlier this year. That is correct. He did catch mm. on fire there earlier this season. Mm -hmm. So it's not all Fords that's had the fire issues that, this year. That's why I'm like, it's probably, it's been primarily Fords. And I know each situation is different. I saw somebody in there, uh, in the chat. I can't see it's probably went past already, but, had said that uh, the Custer one was more of a flat tire issue. Yeah, mine uh, it's, related. It's just there's there is that correlation with like primarily Ford, especially in the last month and a half or so. I just think it's funny and not funny, but just kind of odd timing as well that it's Harvick after putting NASCAR on blast for the last basically two weeks every time he gets the chance to about the next gen. It's his car that spontaneously combusts. Uh, you know with however many yeah. there were to go yeah yeah it, it's just it's interesting is all uh, are you, <laughs> are you saying that nascar put the rubber there and then put a took a blowtorch to it because they <laughs> to send harvick a message what are we, I, what are we conspiring here it, it's an interesting coincidence foil hat <laughs> it's an interesting no, no. coincidence I, I don't know if it's anything more than that <laughs> yeah. no, no i don't think it is just, we need to get the police involved just horrible timing speaking of uh, tinfoil hats uh then he delivered said Bowman was in a throwback of a Ford. That's why he caught on fire. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good catch, Dan. Yeah, good job. Yeah, I like that. It's all a conspiracy. <laughs> it's all about the blue ovals. Yeah, I guess my, I guess like some fans' only issue with the situations, but with the uh, situations this year is that you know, as far as the safety aspect of the next gens, they wish that NASCAR was a bit more transparent. But like, I mean, NASCAR, like they're they've definitely been looking into it and stuff. Obviously, they wouldn't mandate something that they haven't you know taken time to invest in and well, to make sure that works. Just because. I think I think they should. I think the transparency argument for the drivers, at least, definitely should be looked into more. Yeah, and should be taken seriously because if they were working on this for a couple weeks, mm. obviously Kevin Harvick didn't know about it, no, yeah, and exactly. then the other drivers. Yeah, the that's a different. Weeks, yeah, that's it? a different subject. So, yeah, definitely. So uh, that's that's where I like. You know, yes, as a fan, I want to know what's going on with it, and I I'm, and I'm assuming that media wants to go to know. For sure what's going on with the two but like, the driver should know. know first the driver should well yeah it's the driver's lives that are the most yeah in line to being burned alive so they should know hey by the way we don't want you to become a pork roast here we're, we're actually like trying to help so well uh, well really you could look across all of nascar we saw hayley Deegan. uh what was it at atlanta, atlanta. we were atlanta. there it was, we at, there. it was at atlanta and she had serious issues where you know had smoke inhalation in the, in the truck it's another ford yeah <laughs> what's with all the fords man they're catching fire trying to here. drive ford out and bring dodge back <laughs> no nah, but i don't know I'm, I'm glad they're doing something, I'm, and I yeah. know I totally butchered whatever poor explanation. I just wrote down little short notes on everything. I don't know what any of it means, but I'm glad that they're doing something midseason because I know a lot of the fixes, especially the like heavier impacts, like how they're going to try and soften those. A lot of big fixes aren't going to happen in the course of a season. They're going to take. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they can make some serious progress during the short off season, maybe into next year. Like it's not going to be an easy fix. So I'm glad at least they're trying something, and um, I don't know. Hopefully. Some of the drivers are are at least mildly satisfied with this uh, with this uh, with their latest attempts, um, but I'm sure they're always going to be pushing for more. And it's important that we stay in NASCAR's ear because uh, otherwise, this probably wouldn't be as high a priority as it's suddenly become the last few weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's enough on that subject. We can talk about this real quick, and we'll move on to talk about the playoffs. Sold out crowd at Darlington. How beautiful yeah. was that to see? Yeah. Well. I, I believe uh, Adam Stern said it was like the seventh one of, of the year to be a sellout. Uh-huh. And I, I, let me see if I can rem, rem, remember these off the top of my head. There's Southern 500, obviously. Daytona 500, Coke 600, Watkins Glen. Gateway was a sellout. Um, I got my Nash, Nashville here. was not a sellout. No. <laughs> no, that was that was not a sellout. Um, debatable on how many they were sold, depending on who you ask in the yeah. media. So that's five um, races so far. Okay, uh, Talladega was not. Uh, did either, did Atlanta sell out? One of the Atlantas? I feel like oh, it didn't summer. sell out, but it was close. It was, yeah, it was close. it was close, I guess. Because yeah. a lot of people spec was, didn't know what to expect in February, but in February oh. put on a good race, so they mm-hmm. sold more in this summer. Okay, six is Pocono. Oh, that yeah. one did end up selling out at over oh, yeah. 100,000. Um, do we count Road America? It still had over 100,000 again. It was a good crowd. Yeah, it was a great crowd. Too bad we'll never see it again in the country. I guess I guess we I guess we have to count that because truly selling out Road America would be so many people you can't even fit you can't even walk around yeah. there anymore. Just, just, just <laughs> all did shoulder Phoenix, to shoulder. Did Phoenix sell out in March? 
I just know because no, it only has, nah. it has a small capacity. Oh, no, Phoenix sold out for the finale, though. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, they've so already guess, sold out. I guess, out. Yeah. I guess you could count that. But, yeah, That's I good. mean, it's good to see. Yeah. NASCAR's found that right area with a lot of these tracks. And mm -hmm. It's good to see. And Texas and, and, is, like, actively ripping out seats as we speak. And yeah. Posting, so. Rip and all every, out. No, everything's scaling down to the size it probably should have been for the longest time. <laughs> and really yeah. quick, Darlington's, uh, their max capacity is, what, th around 50,000, something like that? Uh, they're down to 47,000 now. They oh, don't okay. sell extra seats. That's okay. probably why it was a sellout. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you better sell out 47,000 seats. I, yeah, but that's good, though. I just want the sport to get back to the point where we can say Bristol sold out again. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's that's at a hundred thousand now. So even mm -hmm. that that's doable, I think, in modern NASCAR for the night race. It's we'll totally doable. It? I'm excited for next for next week. I, I think they'll be close. I just remember only night race I went to was nineteen, and it was pretty was, full. That they had over a hundred thousand seats there, and they probably mm -hmm. had about a hundred thousand in attendance. Mm -hmm. and that was I, you know, that, not that, was that long fun. ago. I will be uh, I'll be at the night race covering it as media. Are, are any of you guys going to Bristol? No. I, I might I might go Friday night, but that's just because I have someone okay. I might be meeting. I'll there. I'll be working the fairgrounds gotcha. that night. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, moving on. Let's talk about the playoffs. Uh, so we now have one race in. So Joey Logano is now the points leader, plus thirty eight. William Byron is second, plus thirty two. Denny Hamlin is plus thirty at third. Christopher Bell is fourth, plus twenty eight. Tyler Reddick is 5th, plus 23. Ryan Blaney is 6th, plus 20. Kyle Larson survives a crazy night to be 7th, uh, plus 17. Ross Chastain is plus 15. Chase Elliott, who came in as the points leader, has dropped to match his car number at 9th, plus 14. Alex <laughs> Bowman is 10th, plus 10. And Kyle Busch is 11th, plus 8, which might be his new car number one day. We'll see about that. Uh, Daniel Suarez is in 12th, uh, plus 2. And then below the cutoff line is Austin Cendrick, minus two. Austin Dillon is, is 14th, minus four. Chase Briscoe is 15th, minus 10. Kevin Harvick is 16th, minus 13. Let's talk about those guys going into this below the cutoff line. Any surprises there uh, besides Kevin Harvick? Well, Austin Dillon, I thought would have. I I thought he was going to have a much better race. I mean, he's shown that he, he I mean, uh, that he's uh, fully capable of running inside the top five at Darlington. But like, yeah, he's just nowhere to be found this weekend. So I was a little shocked he didn't run better. But I mean, the two Stewart racing cars. I mean, obviously, uh, they, those two. Like, I, I, I definitely expected one of them to be below the cut line after the first race. But both of them then, and to be at the bottom of the barrel. That's Man, it just shows. I mean, like, look, I get, you know, Storehouse Racing, they've made some improvements this year, but there's still a long way to go to get back to their old glory. Uh, Briscoe was a with, disappointment. Sorry, go I'm, ahead, Jared. I'm going to go with Cindric. Cindric with, as you know, he wasn't setting the world on fire, but with how many points he was scoring, with how consistent he was coming here and, and come out below the cut line, uh, that to me is a bit more disappointing. If we're talking about anyone in there but Harvick, uh, of of the four of them, that's the one I'm I'm most disappointed with right now. And also Disapp considering his teammates ran pretty well too. Mm -hmm. It's disappointing considering how much issues other drivers had that he's I think he entered this race was he like on the cut line entering this race? I think he was, was he really below? close. He, he might have been one of those below. Yeah. He basically made up no points despite a lot of other drivers having issues. He finished uh, Briscoe was Briscoe was was he actually sixteenth? That's where that's well no Austin Cindric oh. finished 16th in this race. Oh my bad, I thought you said he was 16th on the playoff. Good, I, knew, I was like no, that's Austin no. Dylan, I believe it was. Um no, yeah exactly. Um, 
No, Briscoe was the disappointment for me. I didn't expect him to go win, but I thought he'd at least run top 10 um, considering his history at this track didn't show it. Harvick, like, yeah, SHR is still not there yet, but Harvick would have had a top 10 run even with a pit road issue, I believe, until they blew up, which was really no fault of their own. So that's kind of a fluke. It sucks that it adds up on the stat sheet, but if he has the speed he's shown the last few weeks at Kansas and at Bristol like he did last year, I think Harvick could still get all the way back up and move on. So I'm not... I'm worried, but I'm not panicked if I'm Harvick just yet because I like the speed they've shown. No, no, I'll say someone I'm worried about over the cut line right now. And yeah, I get he's he's a bit further up than some of the guys who really did really bad, but he finished twentieth and wasn't really a factor all race. Ross Chastain has mm-hmm. just seemed off. I know he mm-hmm. hasn't been terrible at the end of the summer, but he has not by any means been the championship contender that we all saw him as in the first 16 or so races of the year. Interesting note. He's led some laps the last few weeks, mm-hmm. um, like a decent amount of laps here and there. But ever since he got rubbed up into the fence by Hamlin at Pocono, zero top tens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's rattled. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah, that's hard. Oh, go ahead. It, it just it kind of feels like between the Suarez incident with him taking it a little too, you know, getting a little too mad about that and, uh, the deals with with Chastain just feels like Trackhouse is just it's it's not imploding. It's just it mm. feels a little off. Something's off. As far as surprises though in the playoff here, I mean Tyler Reddick P five plus twenty three, absolutely amazing weekend for him, getting a top five finish and securing some extra points. And then Mister Consistency himself this year, Ryan Blaney uh, plus twenty as well. You know that consistency is uh, continuing, obviously. Um, but yeah, like to Eric's earlier point, like despite you know. Despite the season he's had, William Byron being plus 32 and Pete in second in the playoff points, it's just, it's still crazy to me. But hey, you know, he did what he had to do over the weekend at Darlington, securing the stage win, some of those extra stage points. So, yeah, you know, props to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, those 32 points, we, we looked back at uh, the battle between Blaney and Truex, and that seemed like an insurmountable amount for either of them to uh to overcome and it took like a good what what would you say maybe four to five weeks for that to become an actual battle mm-hmm. between those two drivers so yeah. byron having one more good I, I feel like i feel like guys like logano byron hamlin and i would say bell if these four have a good top five run at kansas i think realistically Logano can, but the rest of them could easily put themselves in a position that they're virtually locked in the next round. Logano could probably lock himself in the next mm-hmm. round, even without a win, depending on what happens at the cut line, if he gets enough stage points this week. And yeah. he's really good at Kansas. But obviously, you know, the guy sitting P12, Daniel Suarez, I mean, we were talking about him like, hey, like, you know, don't get into too much uh, shenanigans because um, uh, basically because he's only plus two above the cut line. So he's in no position to really be messing around at all, too. He needs to stay focused and needs to continue that consistency that he has shown earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of those guys who's up there pretty good, I'm pleasantly surprised, is, you know, yeah, detailed how he – Barely got in because of all the, you know, winning you're in. But, you know, Blaney come in just barely getting in. And historically, the first round is not usually a good one for him. But uh, he survived Darlington pretty well. And I think changing this round up to not have Darlington, Richmond, then Bristol, which historically would be racing. He'd run good. He couldn't finish well in for whatever reason. I think uh, I think he might be sitting right where he needs to be for this one. 
Now, as far as Kyle Busch is concerned, I'm not as concerned anymore or whatever. Like, obviously, yes, he had the DNF, but, you know, he showed that yeah, they still have the speed, you know, when they have their stuff right, too. Now, I know Kansas is one of his worst tracks historically, but if he can just hover around the top 10, maybe even here, flirt with a top five, that would be a good day. Here lately, though, it's not been. He he was... Uh... Yeah, he, he won. Exactly. He won one of the stages earlier this year. I think he finished mm-hmm. thirty. He won a race there last year. So, yeah, this is actually working out pretty good. And plus, Bristol. He loves Bristol. Whether it's, yeah, he, he won on dirt and in ton on the concrete. So, uh, I like Kyle Busch moving through this round. Mm-hmm. But moving on, let's talk about the ratings, Jarrett. What do you got for us on the ratings? Uh, we've had better days. We had a one point three seven rating, which is down four percent from last year. Uh, and then 2.341 million, which is 5% down from last year. The key demo had 474,000 viewers, which is 20%, down 1% from last year. So uh, we've we've seen better days when it comes to, to how many people have watched the Southern 500. Yeah, but w- why do you think that is, though, that the ratings kind of just went down for this particular race? Because everyone I was mean, there, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I I think probably it's a mix. You know, yeah, I get. You know, we can use the excuse of football, but that always starts at the same weekend mm-hmm. with college football. Well, that's there was only not, what one game it was going against, and what, what which game was that? Oh, was it Florida versus LSU? Or no, no, no. Was it? No, I think had, it was. They had one, they had one major uh, game last yeah, year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Florida State versus LSU. Yeah, which, that's which, right. Which was a pretty crazy finish, but. Mm-hmm. Well, we it's it's been like this before. Like this isn't really, you know, it's it's not a new variable to add in. I I think it's just what it was. If you want to look at a variable, is you had a pretty dismal ending to the regular season at Daytona, where not many people were watching at the end, mm. and going into this race into the playoffs, you you don't have as much momentum. So I I think that that would probably be one of the biggest ones, especially for just such small decrease uh, overall but it's it's still it's something it's not very good uh, oh yeah I, I, the... I forgot about the rain too that's another issue well the rain didn't really didn't affect it, it that much it, wasn't there only one caution yeah there was yeah, like was, one caution like, and they got oh, okay. one again. caution i mean yeah. I, I don't want to make too many excuses i'm just trying to think of reasons but i mean i don't i don't think rain or chase elliott crashing is why i mean their driver is usually crashing out of a race doesn't affect the ratings yeah I, like just one of those weekends eh? just we're, didn't wasn't in the cards for us to have you know, ratings improvement I guess. we are dell jr fans who watched through 2009 and 2010 we know all about watching a race when your favorite driver's out of it yeah <laughs> eric watched every race when kenseth came back in 20 you know oh, yeah, that's true Hey, if yeah. we got to suffer, you got to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he almost won the brickyard, at least, though. That was, that was cool. And, and that, that makes me remember, you were talking about Dalton Good feeling bad about Kyle Busch's bad <laughs> year. If this is a bad year, bleh. Yeah. yeah I, I wish this was my driver. Poor guy. Years. Poor guy. He's not waiting as much. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. Paul? Yeah, that's right. It's about that time again on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. The Paul! The famous iceberg Paul. Jared, take it over. Oh, well, we might not have got good numbers where it mattered, but we got good numbers on where it mattered for this show. Uh, We had 15.7 thousand votes this week for the poll, which for a cable race is really awesome. Uh, 62% of you said that this was a great race. 25% said it was good, so an 87% net positive. Uh, then 7% said it was average, two said below average and three bad. So 5% net negative. 
Now the first comment, guys. Positive, negative, or meme from Denny Delivers. Meme. Uh, yeah, meme. I'll go with meme. Eric. Eric. Oh, did you not hear me? I said meme. Oh. <laughs> he says Kevin Harvick, crappy ass parts. And then goes down. Cars proceeds to Im- uh, implode and turn into a disaster class. <clears throat> yep, definitely meme. <clears throat> Man, we were spot on. That's a meme. Yeah, that's a meme. Well played. played. Uh, looking at some of the comments from this one, as I'm. Okay, good. I didn't delete it. Uh, the number one comment is really long, so I'm not going to read it. But <laughs> sorry, you got you got to have it compacted. You know, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to read it slowly. Yeah, we're not reading Bibles on the NASCAR with the podcast. <laughs> we used to read uh, song lyrics. Yeah, people want to put song lyrics. I'll yeah. read what the song lyrics are. Uh, Cloud creation put on here. I feel so bad for MTJ and KB. This has to be one of the most frustrating losses for both of them, especially for Truex. You could see he was almost in tears in his interview. Such a shame, but congrats to Eric Jones. Yeah. At least we had a spoiler winner. So. Yeah, I mean, good. it was still a fun winner. Yeah. Uh, Charles Peterson Jr. says the two winningest numbers in NASCAR history, 43 and 11, finished 1-2 at Darlington. How fitting. And the week after the three went to victory lane. Yeah, returning. We're returning to the good old days. The Danny, good old days. Danny, what you were telling me yesterday, and I would just got to get the 48 to win at Kansas, and it'll be the three. I, I know, right? Come on, bro. Yeah. Let's, let's make it happen. Call, call all, yeah. all seven-time champions. Come on. For real. Uh, looking at another one, Farco 8000. As a Kyle Busch fan, I went from confused to really mad to content to pissed off to unnecessarily happy. All in the span of about 27 laps. Yeah, a 12th place finish after the night they had. That's basically a W, I feel like. Kyle Busch fan. Oh, 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 my bad. <laughs> I thought you meant Kyle Larson, man. My bad, sorry. Uh, let's see what else we got here. JD's Diecast says, I'm upset about Kyle, but it was still a great race. Darlington continues to deliver. Uh, I'm going to say this right now. This might be a, a hot take if it's anything to... Uh, go off of of our stream on Sunday night. This is actually my favorite race of the season. I thought oh, yeah. it was the best race of the year, and I thought it was better than the Xfinity race. Oh, oh, we had oh. an awesome finish, but I thought the overall race was better. Eric, wait, do you, what are you saying, Eric? I see that face. I, this was the – well, first off, you're saying the cup race was better than the Xfinity race? Overall, yeah. Yes. I, I agree finish, with that, no. yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about the finish or the race the whole race uh, yeah not the finish, oh, finish yeah. of the xfinity race is an all-time classic I'm, yeah. uh, I'm saying if the rest of the race could have been it was even just a little worse than the cup race that finish wins out you know yeah, and, and even we, just cup races the coke 600 was this year right am i yeah. crazy i mean it was a great race i just <sighs> i like i like races like this that are much more with comers and goers they're much more pass the leader they had like two passes for the lead under green all night, and I think Byron was at least was one of them, maybe both of them. I, I don't Drex think was the other. I don't think the pass overall for the lead matters as much as the uh-huh. overall racing product. I mean, I'm just saying it's it matters. You could, you could it matters a little bit. Suarez proved you could pass a ton. Yeah, it took him two hundred fifty laps <laughs> to get to the top five. That's hey. Darlington. I'm not the, saying it should be easy to pass. I'm just, I, I'm just, I don't know. That's the one thing. It's a great agree. race. I, I don't want to be like that, that couch racer Twitter account, which I think is annoying <laughs> as hell. Um, who, who was? Did you see his tweet? Was like, 
good thing that uh, uh, like a feel good, like Eric Jones won. Otherwise everyone would be talking about how terrible this race was compared to the experience. I don't believe that no, at all. I thought I'm, it was a good certainly, race. I'm certainly yeah. not going to sit here and say that the cup race was by, was like clearly a more entertaining race than the Xfinity race. Yeah. One I, thing, I, I can't yeah, say that. Yeah. It had some shenanigans on the part of the cars themselves, but I thought overall it was a great race. The one thing we can all good. agree on, though, is that this had to be the like one of the best weekends, if not the best weekend, you know, like it's from all the races. Favorite, I guess. It was my favorite weekend of the year. Yeah, I was hoping. I, I was only. I was kind of memeing with you, Jared, because I was hoping the. Uh, I was hoping the chat would have a hot take, but like, only like one person's commented on a race that they thought was like. <laughs> a, like so like everyone, their chat's having their own conversation right now. So <laughs> yeah, like, let's move on. <laughs> I randomly though, you said Caltrex racer. Someone said, "Is that related, Dorbin Verclair?" I oh mean, yeah, doesn't that, Brett Griffin that, yeah, run it? Yeah. Brett Griffin and Freddie Kraft started that. Yeah, I don't, they, know. I, uh, I don't have an issue with that. I, bumper clear. <laughs> I, I just think that Twitter account's just kind of obnoxious. I don't know. I, I don't follow it, but when I do see it, I'm like, like <laughs> "Well, we're going to talk about it a little later because it's some oh, of the stuff we? they leaked." Yeah. Oh shit! Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you know where I stand. Sorry. I I'm sorry. I'm having. I'm. An, I'm. I'm having a good time tonight. It's fun. Um, let's see what else we got. Let's scroll a little further down here before we get to the negative ones. Because I want to, I want. They're all positive, but it's like saying a lot of the same stuff. I mean, uh, this one here, Bailey Jones says Denny Hamlin racing like the like a legend right at the and uh right at the. I can't freaking talk. Man. It's all good. <laughs> hey, I've been there. It's all good. Just yeah, finish it. At I gotta talk about Atlanta now. John Deary. <laughs> no, but Denny Hamlin racing like a legend right at the finish. Clean racing is awesome. I agree. I think yeah. that wasn't someone like Eric Jones who he probably respects. I think he moves him. Yeah, that was cool. I agree. If that's that's cool. Logano, Logano's face. Yeah, yeah. Or by let's be, let's be <laughs> yeah. real. That's Logano. Anyone's well, uh, my bad. I meant I meant it that was Logano in front of Hamlin. Hamlin bumps him out yeah. of the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Met a, yep. met a lot of Byron fans wish it was uh Logano and could have had that coming. Uh let's see. Willie B Nation twenty four says simply put, this race was a banger. Uh Chris Barnett, this race was awesome. Congrats to Eric Jones, the forty three. Happy to see him winning. So a lot of people are really happy with that. Uh, Darren Meeks says phenomenal race, loved it. Uh, let's go. Let's go down. Screw this positivity. Screw while, this while you're scrolling, real quick, I do want to kind of make, while you're scrolling, I want to make that note. Like I'm really happy Jones and Petty GMS won a race this year because who knows? Next year, year two of this car, the big guns might come out swinging, and it may, we may not see nearly the same parity we've seen this year. But Jones has been close a few times this year to breaking through and getting that win. Talladega haunts my memories. He was up front at Auto Club early in the season. Considering the amount of swings they've had at the win this year, I'm glad they got one to connect and actually got a win before the year yeah. was over. And so it, that was because it, 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 they may be years until they win another. Maybe not. Maybe Gregson comes over and they become a legit team next year, but I, I, it may be tough to win another race for a little while. So. Well, I was about to say, it gives me hope of seeing Gregson go into this equipment and seeing what can happen next year. Yeah, the future is bright for GMS, man. I mean, they gave Jones that contract extension for a reason. I had tweeted, you know, as soon as that happened, like, hey, just give it a few years. They're going to be winning races consistently. They might be way ahead of schedule now. Well, both both, both drivers for next year won this weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Another fact. And also, it was the 200th win for the 43. And yes, fun fact, Richard Petty didn't win all 200 of his races in the 43. I think it was 192, somewhere around that. It was up there. Uh, but I got down to these last five here so zach fuller says too effing long and drawn out uh, well doesn't like the southern 500 i guess 
Yeah, he got uh he got he got ratioed. Uh <laughs> Yankees fan 29927 says Jones pulled a Bowman and backed into a win. No way Jones would have ever beat Kyle Bush in the last restart, and Kyle would have won if his engine hadn't blown. Harvick's right, these cars effing suck. Okay. Mm. Beautiful Angel Blossom, another dumb Chevy one makes the race below average. Uh Leonardo says scripted bull kyle bush would have won if it wasn't for the scripted engine blow scripted engine bro what is this wwe all of a sudden danny like is the, did they take like over it. hey yeah. did, did they take over now <laughs> uh and then andrew meyer gave his uh his race weekend rankings and he put the southern 500 second to only uh auto club okay it's up there. I'd consider if I go back, it might be top five. I just I can't confidently mm-hmm. say it's number one. Mm-hmm. But Eric, you you're saying like the number one race for you personally is the Coca Cola six hundred. That was right. I mean that's the one that pops mind that just stood out mm-hmm. as being like just a raw a freaking roller coaster for four or five hours, whatever it was. Like it's one of those few long races that I did not mind it. It could have gone into the evening or like into the early morning. I wouldn't have cared. It was great. Mm-hmm. But so I, cool. I'd probably put it behind that one for sure, and maybe a couple others. We're just I'm, sort I'm of sticking with it. I'm sticking yeah, at with this it. point. We're That's very, we're splitting year. hairs. It's not, I don't think we disagree that strongly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think it was the greatest race ever run in the history of motorsports and horse racing and, and like running racing and everything. Greatest race ever. <laughs> Anyone race who disagrees time. is wrong. Is wrong. <laughs> but yeah. Kidding. Good stuff. Just because I have to, I have to say that or somebody will believe me. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah that'll do it for this edition of the poll the famous iceberg poll on the nascar I, weekly podcast i can tell danny's managing the chat so next up xfinity race uh we got to talk about that finish that i believe shined uh brighter than just about everything we saw on sunday uh yeah. personally uh one of the best finishes of the year uh kyle larson racing sheldon creed who needed a win to make the playoffs still has a couple more weeks to do it, but you know, this is a great shot at it. Uh, and in third place, Noah Gregson, Darlington, uh, master, if you will, at this point, how many wins does he have at Darlington now? Three, two, three. I know I've been there for at least one of them. He's good. Uh, maybe a couple now, I think at least two might even be three. I'm not sure, but three. either way he swoops in at the, uh, in the final lap and takes the win. Awesome three-way battle that really lasted for a good handful of laps. You saw them slowly closing in on each other until mm-hmm. then, yeah, crazy stuff happened. A little bit of contact here and there, rubbing into the wall. But I thought Larson, the Cup guy, raced Sheldon Creed with about as much respect as you can expect someone to race you for the lead when they're faster than you. And there's like two laps to go. I don't know what you guys thought. If you yeah. guys thought it was out of line, he was out of line at all. No, uh, no, I thought it was totally fair. Now I saw some criticism, like, "Oh, Larson's not racing for anything. He should have just, you know, like just." backed off like no like i mean like he's entered in this race i mean like and it's not even playoff time yet too so like he's eligible to still race and stuff and obviously he's gonna go for a win i mean sheldon creed like look i get he's on the playoff cut line you know he did what he had to do to try and get that win but hey look they 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 seem to have enjoyed it you know based on their uh their uh interaction you know immediately after the race too so hey there was mutual respect there you know hey he almost had it there too. And now um, Larson said he did like cut his tire, like on the backstretch sometime on the backstretch though. So if he didn't like that definitely would have made a huge difference, but I mean, just 
just watching that finish in um in uh jared's grandparents uh, garage man just like everyone was gathered around the tv that was so cool and as soon as the sparks started going we we're like <laughs> oh my goodness man like so i hey I, I know he had a flat tire but hey if somehow if, if noah gregson got maybe a tad bit loose there a little bit like maybe he just somehow full throttles it to the victory i don't know that's asking for a lot Dude. but Hey, still amazing finish nonetheless. The Xfinity series has been put on some of the best finishes at Darlington over the last few seasons. That one where it was like Chastain and and uh, Hamlin. Is that Chastain and Hamlin? How about that? Yeah, Chastain and Hamlin and Brandon Jones uh, got the win. Yeah. Now, as far as the you know, like just getting away from the finish, the stuff before that. What the hell happened with that whole Anthony Alfredo incident? That's very uncharacteristic of him. Like, was so, there like something? He said he just got on? sick in the car and like probably yeah. wasn't looking or was. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, he was. Uh, he and, was doing and, a mid race Gregson. And the okay. and the moment I bet Nemechek was probably pissed about that. But if he actually just talked to him, he probably would be okay with it. Uh, it's yeah. one of those weird things because he just plowed into the guy under caution, not at full speed, but you know going way faster than you would under caution because i know he was catching up to the field i guess taking the wave round maybe he just pit i don't exactly know um we all like anthony alfredo on this show i hope whatever the issue was it doesn't become a recurring thing for sure but at the same time i don't know i hope it was just a really random fluke because if you're kind of if you kind of know that you have that issue potentially i i don't know i do feel like it's the driver's responsibility to get off the track you know if it's something that's going to disrupt you to the extent that you're you could potentially crash into somebody under caution at a high speed. Like, well, maybe um, it, it, was maybe it just with, came out of nowhere. With, maybe with yeah. exactly. I, I might. If this is the first time that's ever happened to him, like, I totally get it. But that's why I'm saying I hope it doesn't happen again because hopefully we're better prepared. He's better prepared to deal with it. it it's yeah. a crazy situation. Like, it's whenever I'm driving down the freeway and a, like a sneeze breaks out and I sneeze like three times in a row. I'm panicked. I'm like, oh god, I, I mean, eyes on the road. Oh, yeah, it's 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 gotta be scary going that fast and getting sick. I mean, without getting too weird or graphic, I've gotten sick while driving. It's not fun. Oh my god. I can't imagine. I yeah. I mean at least it could have been worse. He could have done a Tony Stewart and allegedly crapped his pants oh yeah that didn't it result in a wrecked car at least it resulted yeah, in a win as a matter yeah, it was a win yeah, and then yeah. about and then about 200 people crowding around a 120 degree yeah. car that smells like shit and then backing off so, immediately. So, someone threw up in that car whether it was tony stewart or not i don't know <laughs> it, was, it was the uh the dude having to clean it but yeah. uh, it's it sucks that that he had to be put in that position but uh kind of going to the finish really quick i just wanted to say like that finish to me is like right on par with the Bristol finish last year of instant classics mm -hmm. where you're going to, you're going to see that finish and highlight reels for like probably the next 20 years as being one of the all time great Darlington finishes. Um, That's one of those, how you sell the Xfinity series. Oh yeah. yeah. You sell it a lot that. of those moments. Hey, look, years. what's their slogan still? Names are made here and stuff. Hey, they went up against, you know, the reigning Cup Series champion, Larson, and Noah Gregson ended up winning. And Creed, even though he was on the playoff cut line, he almost won the it race. Was, so it was proving themselves. Yeah. It was weird seeing a race with Sheldon Creed going for a win and not hearing Creed yeah. for the win. Where is the Vince <laughs> Welch Sheldon Creed exaggeration when you needed it the most? In them? Now, was that was the last chance to get into the playoffs for them? I don't know. They got no. Bristol this week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they still have two races. Yeah. So Bristol and Las Vegas. 
if I'm yeah, Las Vegas, I think is the cutoff race, I believe. All right. No, 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 it's Kansas this week. Oh, Kansas. Oh, oh, okay, okay. okay. Vegas is their opener. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, the the trucks are almost done up their playoffs. Xfinity series takes forever to start. I'll be honest too. I've completely forgotten about the truck series playoffs at this point. I'm sorry, there's I, not enough I, races. I've, I've, I've forgotten who's even good in the truck, so I'm going to be horrible <laughs> with my truck pick tonight, probably. Yeah. yeah. So hey, we got to do a bunch of research on that before they uh, get back in action. But but yeah, no, awesome uh, race overall, though Xfinity, and again, one of the you know the best weekend all season for NASCAR by far. Well, I think that's enough of the Xfinity series. We can move on to the first Super Chat stage break of the night. If someone will please get me a uh, a timer up, I will go ahead and read off some of these Super Chats we've gotten here tonight. And yeah, we, for sure. We appreciate everyone for your support of the NASCAR Movie Podcast. We are funded by viewers like you. Thank you. Yeah, just start reading one of the questions and we'll start right. the timer. Lord Voldemort starting us off with a dollar nine. I appreciate that. The Dark Lord is back. Boo, Weiner, boy, Harvick forever. Jar Jar Banks, dollar nine. I appreciate that. Misa here and Boo, doo doo head, Harvick, Disa winner. Oh, we're getting back to that to that I, era. I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Welcome back. Cookie <laughs> Monster, four nine nine. Appreciate that. Jared and Brooks, you stole me cookies. Ask Blue Jimmy Fan Forty Eight, what happens to people who steal me cookies? Me know the dark side, and me can fourth choke. Okay. Hey, Blue Jimmy, what happens, bro? I don't, I don't know what happens to this. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi, dollar ninety nine. Appreciate that. You are my brothers, Eric and Jared. I loved you. <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You were their brothers, and they awesome. loved you. Mine a fever dream or something. <laughs> Napa Racing Fan 927. Appreciate the $5. Uh, Fox actually did something right for once. Send the All-Star Race in North Wilkesboro. Hopefully uh, dump a Texas race. Please put it on Fox, not FS1. If this does happen, as is being said, I think it really should be on Fox. Yes, I agree. Like the Clash. Yeah. Yeah, they should really go about making it into a big, big event. Uh, oh wait, this might be a little bit more. Uh, I missed this one. So Obi Wan Kenobi gave a four ninety nine. Eric and Jarrett were the chosen ones. It was said he would destroy Harvick, not join him. Bring balance to the track, not leave it in wrecked race cars. Bro, it's it's all came come back to us at once. All this boo boo doo doo Harvick stuff. Hello there. <laughs> all, all at once. <laughs> oh. Uh, Antar Doss, appreciate the four ninety nine. Can't stay for long. NASCAR actually makes a competent decision. Herta deserves to be an F one. Harvick was a hundred percent. Someone will choke these next two weeks. Dang, he just the Harvick. Hey, was, he just like hit on every major talk. Yeah. Talking to Jared, how are our stopwatches at exactly? Uh, your, my screen's right. How are we like exactly in sync? Wow, we're just that good. Yeah, we're just exactly. That good. We're connected, bro. We got the chemistry. We joined the Harvick side of the force. <laughs> we were the brothers or whatever, and destroyed the Sith. Whatever, okay. <laughs> whatever he said. We're gonna be at the three minute mark here soon. Uh, Elite Precision twenty nine. Appreciate the five dollars. Now that North Wilkesboro is back, NASCAR is really gonna have to improve the short track package. This race can't be a dud. Give them 800, 800 horsepower at least. That's, ooh. Oh, hey, I'm for that. Yeah, bring it on. Isaac, it. appreciate the 499. Mixed on Southern 500 being playoff opener. While it does challenge playoff drivers in a big way, it also overshadows its importance as a crown jewel. That's a fair point. I agree. Uh, yeah. 
Alex Luft, appreciate the five dollars. Uh, please welcome aboard the USS About Time. Eric Jones winning for Richard Petty and North Wilkesboro returning to NASCAR. We're going to do one more since we had a few minutes where we was talking about the, the time and stuff. Uh, Lord Voldemort, appreciate the extra $1.99. The Dark Lord hates SMI. They jack up prices. Go ISC. I don't want to <laughs> end on a bad note. So 54 Designs, appreciate the $1.99. One, mm. two, three. Eric Jones, baby. Yeah, and appreciate. Oh, we're, we're supposed to do it all at once. Oh yeah, all right, all right once and I do. Woo, there you go. All Good right. job. Appreciate everyone for your support of the show. We'll come back to Super Jets a little bit later on tonight. And uh, we are funded by viewers like you, but we are also funded by some of our great sponsors, including folks at Lionel Racing. You can get your official Lionel Racing diecast uh, at official vendors and uh, sellers of Lionel Racing. Darian, what have you got right there? Yes, I have I have Jimmy Johnson's um, 2007 Coca-Cola 600 scheme, the same race Casey Mears' teammate ended up winning. Um, the Power of Pride scheme, he ran this in uh, 2003 and decided to run, to get, uh, to, uh, run it again in, in uh, 2007. I can't remember where he finished. I assume he finished somewhere in the top 10, but yeah, as you can see, I played with it for, you know, when I was a lot younger, a little scuffed up, but overall, one of my favorite 48 schemes. All right, not sure why you brought Jimmy Johnson, because we all said he was going up to 48 car. What, what are you doing? This is the 48 car. Oh, get out of <laughs> here, man. Get out of here. Talking about the original 48. <laughs> Got to go with Bowman on, on Dan's yeah. channel. Yeah, this the is Bowman. We talk about the, the current 48 on this show. Oh, come on. Dude, I just Darian, heard come on. It's Danny's birthday week. Yeah. And you, oh. and you I don't have, have a Bowman I don't have card. a Bowman I, sh I should have known. Are. It's Program. a conspiracy. You're up that Maroots fella. I know it. Uh. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, <laughs> me and Danny like planned this yesterday when, when he came over. <laughs> yeah. We, we said we was all going to tell uh, Darian we're doing Jimmy Johnson and have Bowman cars instead. Uh, gotcha. I have got brand new 2022 next gen 124 liquid color Alex Bowman Ally Chevrolet. Uh, this is a really nice car. I'm happy to make this my first 124 next-gen car in my collection. And uh, overall, it's pretty cool. It's an Elite Series, so the, the deck lid opens up. There's a few things like uh, that little antenna thing that's right there. I don't nice know. detail. But nice detail. It's got the, the new next-gen tires and everything, so overall pretty cool. And then you see up underneath the, the plate here, it's very smooth. It's not very rigid mm -hmm. to hold. It, feels, it sits flat in my hand like that being the next-gen car. But uh, uh, Jarrett also has a 124, uh, one that was seen locally here last year. Tell us about that one. That was nice. Yeah, this is from uh, the first Nashville race last year. And you know what I really love about this diecast is it doesn't necessarily do it in, like, just normal light. But when it's on, like, a light like this, one of those really high, you know, resolution kind of light uh, cameras with, with the really white light coming in, these colors just pop. Like, we're, there we go. Like the pink, that light blue, it just pops off the purple. It popped at the racetrack. Looked great. What um, is Darian doing? <laughs> it's it's definitely one of my uh, one of my favorite of the Gen Six paint schemes uh, from that entire era. Come on, Eric, pay attention to the die. That was my favorite. I, I how can I not? That was my favorite paint scheme last year. Yeah. I'm so happy I got to see it in person. I just was I just the only Bowman diecast I own is a NASCAR Authentics 2021 car. It looks good. 
Not much else to say. This one is simple. <laughs> sweet, sweet, simple. Yeah. That simple. worked I for did, me. I, I wasn't sure about the plan, so I did bring a Jimmy Carr as backup. Yeah, there we <laughs> go. There I, we go. Yeah. In I, all I fairness, let's let's do a bonus round. We do all have a Jimmy Johnson car here. <laughs> I've got I've got a, I've got a 2008 Jimmy Johnson car autographed by Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I yeah, was so confused because before the show, they're like showing me like, "Hey, future 48 car." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, I, I I showed this one last week. <laughs> oh, the 2006 yeah. Jimmy Johnson Elite with the with the tethers. Oh, yeah. And it won't and, close. That, our, ours had the exact same paint scheme, don't they? Because they used that same one from 06 to 08, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yes. Yep. They did. Mine was 03. I'm like 99% sure. Might but, be 02. I don't you know. Put it up at the camera. Let me see. Yeah, put it up. We can show <sighs> right away. Put them up, boys. Uh, uh, 2003. Be, yeah, that's right. Three. Yeah, because it has the Winston thing, or does it? Even, well, yeah, I did. Yeah, or, yeah, I can tell by the headlights. It's 03. 03. Yeah. Yep. Headlights three, and Winston. That's what gives it away. Yeah. We're nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Winston's also, easy. I also, just there's uh, the headlights. there's no uh, rookie straps on the back eight or so. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah. I for some reason thought his rookie year was one for some stupid reason. No. I got him mixed up with. He made some select starts. Yeah, his first full year was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, appreciate the folks at Lionel Racing for supporting our show. You can pre-order your favorite diecast. There's 2022 cars coming out right now, as you can see by what I've got in my hand. So order yours today and uh, check out their NASCAR Phoenix lines at local WalMarts and and uh, other retailers. So thanks again to Lionel Racing. Uh, Darian, did you just get that warning on your phone? I did, as a matter of fact. And it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for tonight? Uh, we got short but sweet tonight. Uh, well, first off, for those of you at home who are Lego fans, the NASCAR Next Gen Chevy Camaro will have its own Lego set coming in 2023. Uh, I believe yes. it's going to be around 50 bucks. I'm going to so. push away. I'm going to push all the nine-year-olds out of my way to get my set. <laughs> okay. Well, have have fun getting my brother out of the way. <laughs> you saw how he was pushing me out of the way this week. <laughs> oh, God. He's pushing everybody. Just, just, just uh, I, won't, I won't go too uh overboard with it but my brother made it a running joke throughout the weekend anytime that we were near each other in line to get like food or get something he'd just be like move and because my brother is like you know four inches taller than me stronger (laughs) he just like grabbed me and just moved me out of the way big boy bro yeah so (laughs) have fun beating my brother up in line to uh to get your your legos before him Oh, uh, we'll be pushing back... uh we'll be uh pushing kids together there you go <laughs> <laughs> uh but back to back to racing here uh justin alexander has said he will not return as crew chief for austin Dillon in 2023 this was reported by bob pockris must not have been uh, good for usa's ratings no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk about those a little later colleague racing has said that it's set to make a cup driver announcement on october 5th so that's something to look out for. Daniel Ricardo, that's the chat saying. Hey, hey that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, well, I don't, uh, speaking I, I don't of, think it's Kyle Busch. Speaking of ratings here, USA Network's Race for the Championship debut got only 233,000 viewers, according to Adam Stern. Didn't mm. it premiere at 10 o'clock on like that, a Tuesday or a Thursday okay, or something? That is one, Thursday. though, you can blame that on college football. I was watching the balls. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't watching. watch it. I, I watched it on YouTube afterwards. I didn't watch it. On <laughs> I, th- live. I think, th- oh, I think I don't, who watches cable shows wait, live. Wait, you're right. They did put that on YouTube. I got to look up how many views did that get on YouTube? Because I believe I checked it's it after below two 40K. days. Well, when I checked it after two days, it was at two point six thousand. 
Yeah, I, I believe it's, a, it's, a, it's okay. in the 30 or 40. It, 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 it's, at, it's at 37,000. So now add that to the, what was it, number 233,000? Mm-hmm, They've gotten mm-hmm. 260 something thousand views now combined. Yeah, it's just the, the issue with it is the distribution. Great quality, fantastic content. Young people aren't going to watch a show on cable, and if they're chasing yeah. NASCAR's current audience, I don't know if like 10 p.m. on a Thursday is the best time slot. I mean, time slot to do that. So I just, I just think they're missing the audience a little oh, bit on this. One. I'm no expert. Over the there long, are way smarter people playing that than I am. It just feels wrong to over me. Over the, the long run on YouTube, yeah, they might actually get a lot of views on that. I, long are, do you run. think they're going to post every episode of YouTube? I don't they think should. so. They, I, they, they should. Yeah, they should. I'll be yeah, surprised. Especially if you want to watch if, it live. Have do do it like NASCAR does with races. You want to watch yeah, it live, you have maybe. to watch it live. We'll post if, it on YouTube three days later. If maybe net, okay, maybe they do that. If yeah. network views are gonna be that low, you need for the sake of your backers who are back in the show, you've gotta say, Hey, we got this many combined views. So they gotta you get know, all they can. Um one one final thing. What would be really smart for them to do is after the season's over, maybe putting all the episodes on well, Netflix. Maybe how about some the, people I, have done that. Some shows have it, done that before. So uh, let me. I, I don't know if it's just on uh, the streaming service or on the main channel. But for instance, this is another one. And again, this is pretty. I'd say, and I don't say it as a pun intended. I say it strictly because no one watches it anymore. A dead franchise in The Walking Dead. They have a new show <laughs> that came out. There's an episode with Terry Crews and Olivia Moon. They put it on YouTube. Has about six hundred thousand views in two weeks. Like. Ooh. It, 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 putting it on YouTube after you premiere it would be an intelligent plan if USA really wants to go the route of getting new fans and younger fans into it. I think yeah. I, I, if I, I think I read this right. Ninety-seven percent of of Gen Z watches YouTube every week. Like, if you want to reach Gen Z, this is how you do it. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway. So there's that. Uh, the other news, NASCAR, again, is going to hold the championship banquet in Nashville on Thursday, December 1st, mm-hmm. and they'll have activities on the 30th as well, though they have not specified what exactly they're doing on the 30th it's yet. It's safe to say that's probably burnouts on Broadway. I feel I like think- if they knew that's what it was, was, they probably would have announced it by now, but Might be something know. new. Maybe something different. Hopefully it's that or something similar. That, that drew a big crowd both years, so I think it should be that. Uh, and then in another pretty good uh announcement coming from our sponsor lionel they're offering a checkers or wreckers version of the ryan blaney daytona oh, the advanced auto parts oh. one that'd be a good one mm-hmm. That's cool. uh brett moffitt's going to be running the ss Greenlight 07 at kansas this weekend by the way is this uh, his first reported. start since leaving hour i think so this first xfinity uh, start i think yeah yeah I, I think so yeah um and then I talked to you guys about this earlier, but I want to end off on a really funny and odd note. Uh, Dale Jr. had this tweet today, and I just thought I'd read it because it's just too good not to tell everyone about. Um, odd racing history. July 18th, 1980, Asheville Speedway. Tommy Houston won the twin 50-lap features over Harry Gant. The current president at the time, Jimmy Carter, won a special feature race against campaigning candidates Ronald Reagan and John Anderson. They piloted bu- uh, buggies, each pulled by a mule. That is a real thing that happened in racing in 1980. To me, to me that's how all presidential debates should be held. In there you opinion. go. There you yeah. go. Good old-fashioned chariot racing we, we around. Sh- what, what's that dirt track, D- Danny? Taswell Speedway? Yeah, Taswell Speedway. We, 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 we had a lost opportunity to have Trump 
versus Biden at Tazewell Speedway, guys. I will not be pulled by a Democrat mule. Right, yeah. <laughs> no way whatsoever. Oh, okay, no, okay, okay, okay. Joe got a mule... Trump gets an elephant. Let's go. He calls that meal <laughs> some little bitch or something. <laughs> yeah. All right, we, the, we will build a wall between this mule and that mule. That's, I don't know. That, that's enough politics. We, we joke yeah, about politics. They go to a drag that. racing strip instead. <laughs> yes, yes, I would love that. Oh man, but that's yeah. an interesting. T- that's the racing history. But you know, yeah, it's it's something. Yeah, but yeah. So, and that'll conclude this edition of the Lightning Round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show, everybody. Before we get back on track with some uh, North Wilkesboro news, which has been on the tip of everyone's tongue this evening, uh, we have to thank Forney Industries. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, uh, and much more. Great for do-it-yourselfers, all the way up to uh, the professional metalworkers. Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top of the line products online at forneyind.com. That's forneyind.com or look for their logo, which Danny has placed below Jarrett for you guys. Look for their logo at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Okay. Yeah. Now to the I'm getting big good at that. news. I like memorize now, that. Now to the big news, the big fish of the night. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Nothing big to talk about too much except freaking oh. North Wilkesboro's back. It's back. Can you believe this, Jared? For years we have been saying like, yeah, "I'll believe it when I see it," and <laughs> we actually it's actually happening. Finally, yeah. I, I will. I will say to the to the man behind Save the Speedway, you did it. You did it. And yeah. then he didn't go to the races. <laughs> oh. I don't know if y'all saw that. Yeah, he didn't go to the races. Yeah, we'll talk it was about crowded that crowded last week. <laughs> Yeah, it was it, it was it was pretty funny to see. He united Twitter and and uh, Reddit with with that little tweet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, good stuff. Well, tomorrow's the official announcement. Uh, it's going to be held at the North Carolina um, History Museum in Raleigh. Uh, Marcus Smith from SMI, Dale Jr. is going to be there. The governor of North Carolina will be there. Steve O'Donnell will be there. Um, and they have a uh, Greg Walter from Charlotte Motor Speedway will be there as well. But uh, earlier tonight. Uh, Jim Utter from motorsport.com decided to leak the contents of the announcement early. Uh, and yes, North Wilkesboro will be the all-star race venue for the NASCAR cup series next season. We don't know a date time of year. We do know that uh, Wilkesboro canceled the dirt races they had planned for later this fall. It sounds like they're going to keep the current concrete on the track and just work on renovating the surrounding facility. And the cup cars will race on the current Wilkesboro surface uh, at some point next year, likely for a million dollars. So um, I guess it's hard to comment too much on it because we don't know all the details because the announcement's not until the morning. But I guess at first glance, Wilkesboro's Cup Series at North Wilkesboro, that part we I, do know is happening. You know you know what? why this is a big brain move for NASCAR other than the obvious? It's because now North Wilkesboro gets that TV money. Yep, they get, they get the TV money. money to add towards the renovations on top of the 18 million that they got from the North Carolina government. Mm-hmm. So I now, think 
you knew you you just you knew when they announced it they're like i don't know about you know like marcus smith's like i don't think we're gonna have like any of the top three series here at least not for a long time and it's like you knew you're not bringing north wilkesboro back to race late models every week like yeah and, and nothing yeah. else you're like, not putting that much money and effort into rebuilding you, the track you wouldn't have made the initial announcement at bristol motor speedway your biggest stadium venue of smi if you didn't have a goal of top level nascar being there and yeah. then also too when you look at the you know the history context this is the ultimate revenge story you know or avenge story you know texas motor speedway was brought in um on the cup series schedule in 97 and then unfortunately north of wilkesboro both of their races had to go to the wayside for both new hampshire and texas and now they steal the all-star race from texas too but also we're not totally out of the uh the clear as far as Texas Motor Speedway because now that means we uh, more than likely now have two Texas Motor Speedway well, pl- points races again. Aren't Maybe. they only listing one currently at the moment on the website? Because I'm wondering if they're going to have I one next so. year and then do that renovation and go back to two. Oh, maybe that's perhaps. possible that's yeah, certainly perhaps. possible um yeah. for sure i'm very curious to see how that renovation plays out but yeah there's some poetic justice in this darian my first takeaway um I'm glad they're doing this. I, I think NASCAR, and maybe this in the long run, we'll look back and say this was the wrong strategy. But I think for the time being, considering NASCAR's current demographics, I think they've done a fantastic job the last couple of years of both catering to the new school fan with things like the Clash at the Coliseum, now the Chicago Street Race, and the old school fan. SMI is working to bring the fairgrounds back. Now we actually will have a cup race at North Wilkesboro once again. Like I think they've done a very good job towing that line and catering a little bit to both um and and this is just probably the biggest step in this direction of going towards the old school fans and uh it's interesting i i hope they don't overstep like like there's not even any talk of capacity and stuff like that i know that cars tour race last week had like eighteen thousand people there look packed look great i don't want to see them bringing in temporary stands or stuff things that the the surrounding roads and community just cannot handle i i don't want to see them go overboard if it's 10 15 000 people at this race um and those are very premium tickets i think that's fine i think this should be a made for tv event broadcast on main fox and uh, to your point jared boost up the tv ratings for the all-star race once again make the all-star race um more of a, a can't miss event. And uh, Adam Stern tweeted a quote from a Fox TV executive today where he basically said, yeah, we've been lobbying NASCAR to start rotating the all-star race the way baseball does, the way the NBA does. Um, Cause we want to chase new markets. And we also like experiment new markets, but we also want to just keep it fresh year after year. And this succeeds at that. Um, once the Coliseum race um, in those tight quarters was a success this past year, like why couldn't we take that temporary track anywhere else and i know north wilkesboro is more than a half mile long it's not as tight and cramped as the coliseum is but like i don't know about north wilkesboro they don't have safe do they have safer barriers yet did they have they installed those yet no no because it it was it was taken out in 96 so the point is nascar proved they could add safer barriers into a race into a build a track with safer barriers overnight practically with the coliseum so um, that gives me hope that yeah they can get wilkesboro into a raceable condition over the next few months year and make this a possibility so i love it it makes, I think, all the fans for the last 20-plus years who've been shouting at NASCAR for bailing on on this community, uh, I, I, I don't know. I hope some of them show up. I hope I hope this is seen as kind of a 
good outreach from NASCAR that's received well by the community. I think if tickets go on sale for 500 bucks a pop, it won't. <laughs> so that's what mm-hmm. I mean by NASCAR not getting, not overstepping. I think they have to show some restraint when it they has actually- to be an olive branch right now. This has yeah. to be a, a move in good faith. Takes If you have to take some necessary losses early to have that long-term gain. Yeah, I, I just think don't worry about packing the stands with, like don't worry about filling every space. Uh, make it a comfortable- viewing experience built for the grassroots fan that on TV to the hopefully four, five, six million people that tune in looks like a party. This Focus is, on the I'm, TV. Focus I'm, on what it looks like on TV. I'm already going to say 100% count me in for it. I'll be there. I don't know about you guys, but I'll be there at that one. Yeah, this is basically... Like, I'm just saying it might be one of the hardest tickets to get. If, yeah. they, if they sell 10, 15,000 t- tickets I'll get, at 100 bucks a pop, I'll, 50 I'll, bucks a pop. I'll get on it early. I mean, I've done that before yeah, in races, though. So. Yeah, but basically, I mean, you look at baseball and when uh, what they've done recently, you know, this is basically NASCAR's field of dreams, you know, in real life again. Yeah, you know, I, like... I will say this straight up because if it's on the same weekend as the all-star race was last year, which I'm assuming that's what they're going to do. Um, if that's the case, I have a marathon I'm running in Montana on Saturday that weekend. Oh, I will jog. I will fly from Montana to Charlotte and drive out to North Wilkesboro if it means that I can actually witness the Cup Series back at that track. What if like it's this, what if it's on that day? If it's on that Saturday, well I run the marathon in the morning. You're like <laughs> I'll just go run to North Wilkesboro. <laughs> I mean I got so much energy. I'm going to Wilkesboro. (laughs) My goal is to be under four hours. I'm done with that. Fly out at two or three or something. Getting the I'll make it work. I'll make it work. (laughs) But they've been trying to push it for Sunday, so I'm assuming they try a Sunday night just because that's better for ratings. Like if that's the case, I will fly back so that I can try and get to that race. Jared's gonna be so tired he'll fall asleep during the race, and people will be using a picture of him. (laughs) This is why we shouldn't be here. He's going to sleep. (laughs) Now, really quick, that's something I want to bring up, too, you know, when it talks of, you know, in terms of the on-track racing product. I mean, look, we've seen with the next gen so far, the short track set, you know, the short track package has been, you know, hit or miss or whatever, too. I mean, I know they had an awesome race on on a dirt Bristol, but as for Martinsville, it wasn't the best. So and also when you look at North Wilkesboro's history, yes, it is a very yeah, it's a very historic racetrack, but. The racing product, though, wasn't necessarily the best, you know, the greatest out there in terms of short tracks. So I'm really curious to see if NASCAR implements some sort of special aero package or, you know, horsepower, you know, more horsepower. It's I saw someone race. In, Do whatever yeah, the hell you want. I saw someone in the chat say, like, hey, jack them up to, you know, the lowest being like 800 horsepower, you know, or, you know, jack it up 900, you know, do whatever it takes. It's the all-star race. Go all out for it and, you know, put on the best show you can. I think at the very least, take advantage of that older surface, let it eat the tires a bit, allow for comers and goers, allow for a longer run or two. I know the all strikes is typically short run, short run, short run. Maybe tweak that a little bit for this event so so you can really see that old abrasive surface in all of its glory. Um, Because I I think that could help it for sure. But I, I think no matter what, any product will probably be better than what we've seen at Texas the last couple of years. So it's a win or it's at least a win over that really no matter as long as cars are on the racetrack. In my it's, it's poetic. I mean, it yeah. is poetic if if Texas does only have one race next year because I think I think if they're doing the renovations they're talking about doing, and maybe, make yeah, sure you get it right. That. Well, because yeah, every time they time. do a re- every time they do a renovation at Texas since the start, it's always had some kind of disaster happen with it. Whether it's poor racing, whether it's weepers, whether it's a giant bump that causes a thirty car crash at the start of the race, like the uh, inaugural race, like get it right. Like Texas, I I believe, I believe that. Fort Worth, that entire area, deserves to have their track done right, however you're going to do it. 
So do it however you can. Also keep us at one Texas race and let North Wilkesboro have that race that was taken from them. God, what, 27 years before this race will be run? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's poetic. And I really hope that a lot of those fans, because I've seen them online who are like, if they brought North Wilkesboro back, I'd start watching again. Start watching again then. All right. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is too. Yeah, might as well. I just wonder if Texas has only one date next year. Like, I know it's, you'd think an SMI track would fill that second spot. I, I don't know. What 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 if Road America? <laughs> what if there's room for Road America still? I don't, back. I don't know. That'd be cool with that. When, we'll see. When, when was the last Norfolk Road Race game? I'm trying to 1996. Jeff Gordon won. Was I the only one of us alive? uh yeah next you time. remember it like I it's yesterday alive. yeah you remember like, did <laughs> yeah, you watch the whole I thing was, I, I was one and uh yeah i was exactly one year old because it was uh, at the end of september of 1996 i was one year old wow but yeah no it's great to have it back um you know as far as the future is concerned depending on how that goes could it maybe potentially be on the regular season schedule i don't know because I mean, they, you know, the uh, the Fox executives have talked about, you know, rotating the race. So does this just happen for one year and then we go to maybe another track that hasn't been on the schedule for a while? I'm not sure, but, um, I'm, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, fans, put your money where your mouth is. And uh, I will definitely, at the very I, least, be trying to go as a fan. I, I think potentially they could rotate this to where we see it stay around in the trucks or Xfinity series as a points race, maybe afterwards. But then keep yeah, that maybe. keep that rotating. Maybe eventually, hey, have it have it back at Norfolksboro. Rotate it back there. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the long run of that. I I would like to see that idea of it rotating. You know, try the National Fairground Speedway if this works out. Um, try because the clash works. Let's let's try Bowman Gray Stadium one year. You know, you never know. Yeah, yeah, I'm down for it. Yeah, but yeah, good on Fox Sports too. Finally, you got something right this year. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I've seen some article. They like three months ago. They said I think the All Stars is going to stay at Texas next year. And in the last three four months, they changed their mind. Fox yeah. did, NASCAR did, SMI did a collaboration of all three. They changed their mind, and I think the fans are going to win in this case. So that's like I think we should give all the powers that be. We give them all a lot of shit for a lot of mistakes, a lot of bad no, decisions. Give them their praise. Give them credit their for praise. this one. I think yeah. they got this one right. I yeah, hope it's not a dud. <laughs> and also, this is going to give Texas that time to. Make those changes that were proposed. That's, yeah, that's what we were just saying. It's, I, I it's think that could be, be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, another. We're gonna have uh, eight super speedway races. Then, if that's the case, oh, that'll be different. Looks for a super speedway. <laughs> <laughs> I want my sixty-nine degree banking. Yeah, you're gonna start a riot there, Eric. <laughs> that that happened. I want but, it. But, yeah. I, I want it the same distance, but I want it to be. 60 degrees of banking at Wilkesboro. But yeah. I like Jared's idea, 69. 69. It's very nice. Perfect. Perfect. There's a little more uh, rumors that went around about the schedule recently. The The all-star rumor, I think, has now been proven to you know, be what it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the one I saw, and it's funny because you brought up Couch Racer earlier, Eric. They're the ones that actually brought this up. Uh, is that... Richmond and Kansas potentially could be cut back to one date next year. And my where question, Road America might squeeze in. Well, that's, my question is who gets either date or both dates? Cause a lot, one that a lot of people brought up. And I think the one that would make the most sense 
for either track is Iowa. Because Iowa, in the sense that if you lose Richmond, you still have a short track race. You'll have it in an area of the country that's not as hot that time of year if it's in the summer. Because the, the Richmond Spring Race is one I don't think they'd get rid of. And then if you get rid of Kansas, Iowa Speedway is like really, really close within driving distance uh, fairly easily of Kansas Speedway. So you wouldn't lose a race in that market. To me, that's the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. I mean, me personally, of course, you know, the Road America, that'd be cool. But I mean, obviously, as far as ratings are concerned, it's not the best racetrack for ratings. So NASCAR will obviously take that into account. So, but yeah, Iowa does make the most sense to, to me as well. Um, and it's also basically another version of Richmond. I mean, as a matter of fact, I mean, you can make a case it might be a better version today of Richmond than version. Richmond is <laughs> Richmond is of itself, you know? So. Yeah, I, I think they're very similar. So swapping out one with the other it would purely be a, a market play going and kind of reaching out to that Midwest market that, um, I guess maybe has lost some races in recent years between, I guess, Iowa recently and Eldora and um, Chicago land. I mean, they've gained road America. Sure. They've, they might I not guess just gained, that. They're gaining the Chicago street course, uh, I guess next year. Um, but if they lose a Kansas, I think Iowa absolutely makes a ton of sense. I think you're, you're dead on, on that one, Jared, as for the other potential slot about road America, but I don't know. I, Shot in the dark. It sounds like, though, next week, by this time next week, we might know the full schedule mm-hmm. Yeah, if all yeah. goes according to plan. I hope so, because it feels like the, this is the longest I think we've had to wait for a schedule. It's close. Yeah. Last year, the year before, it took a while as as well. Yeah, I think but it was, there like, was a lot of changes this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe the, the latest one I remember was like the first week of October getting it. I don't, I don't want to rule out the possibility of an international race, either in Canada or in Mexico City. I still think there's a good possibility. I think they're exploring one of or both of those. Don't know if it happens next year. Might take a couple more years to finalize some things. It gets a lot more complicated logistically when you're dealing with other countries and stuff. But um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's also slowed it down a little. You know, I was. It just just came to my mind. Pittsburgh talked about really being excited about wanting a race, oh. and now all of a sudden we have schedule hangups and. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's it's too close and all because I, I still think it is too close. But it, I would wonder with with uh, Richmond and Kansas both being ISC NASCAR owned tracks, NASCAR biting the bullet on one of those and trying to street race in Pittsburgh in the future, like that yeah. that might be an option too. I I love that. I I'd still like that if, idea. I think if, they, if we're gonna take the street race to other cities, I like Pittsburgh being high on the list. If we add Pittsburgh as a street course, does that impact Pocono at all? They're not that. I don't think they're very close. No, they're not very close. I don't think. Okay. I don't, I've never. I've only been to Pennsylvania once, but I'm pretty sure Pocono is kind of pretty far east. Because uh, I flew into New York or Newark or whatever. It's up in the mountains. So they call it the Pocono so Mountains. It's closer to Philadelphia than it's Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. Probably, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make complete. Uh, completely sure on this, just because we have this beautiful thing that tells us everything we want to. Because oh yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh is like right next to ohio whereas pocono was right near jersey mm-hmm. okay yeah like even my stepdad he was like asking like for years like asking me because he's from the pittsburgh area he's like yeah we have to go up to pocono sometime it's like way way out there or outside the city uh, but yeah we'll see what um, happens with that real quick if you guys want a little reckless speculation put on here brian murphy on twitter uh he's put out a lot of good stuff before he just put this 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 has this feels like bait here 
-hmm. said to this day, one of the best kept motorsport secrets I can remember is Stuart Haas Racing's move to Ford. Stuart Haas Racing must be good at keeping secrets. Dot dot dot. I, I we got tagged in this, and I just figured. I yeah, he, he, you know, he, he likes to have a little thought. fun sometimes. So. See, 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 trying to imply that, trying to hide Kyle Busch going there? I I don't know. I just, I think it's something food for thought. Mm, just yeah. uh, keep an open mind and an open eye for. Yeah, we'll see. Because I was kind of expecting that news to come out next week, so. Yeah, it's happening soon. Yeah, we'll find out. Eventually. 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 Well, let's talk about what's happening this weekend. Mm. Kansas Speedway. Uh, Jarrett will be going out to Kansas, so have mm-hmm. fun out there, man. You'll be there? Yeah. yeah. Wow. At a race. <laughs> I didn't know you were going. Usually I know exactly where you guys are going, and we, like before you guys know, I didn't know you were going to this race. So we will know. have one of us at each of the next two races. So Jarrett mm-hmm. goes to Kansas, I go to Bristol. Uh, mm-hmm. The Truck Series race is the Kansas Lottery 200. It's a 134-lap event. This will be uh, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on FS1 and MRN. That is Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Weather is uh, looking to be 89 degrees, plenty of sunshine, only a 3% chance of rain. Uh, no defending winner because this race did not happen last fall. Uh, the Xfinity Series race is the Kansas Lottery 300. It's a 200-lap event. Start time is at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Coverage on USA and MRN on the radio. Weather is looking to be uh, 85 degrees, sunny and pleasant, only a 13% chance of rain. The defending winner of this race is Ty Gibbs. The Cup Series race is the Hollywood Casino 400. This is a 267-lap event. Start time is 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on USA and MRN. As for the weather, uh, the coldest day of the entire weekend, 72 degrees is the high for that day. Uh, We're looking at morning showers and a 68% chance of rain. Uh, We will see what happens. Kansas does have light, so... They can go into the night if they have to. The defending winner of this race is Kyle Larson. Darian, who are the favorites in the betting odds? Yes, the favorites for this weekend's race at Kansas. Denny Hamlin enters this weekend at plus 550, followed by Kyle Busch plus 600. Martin Truex Jr. plus 700, the highest non-playoff driver. Uh, Chase Elliott plus 750. And rounding out the favorites is Kyle Larson at plus 800. As for the best of the rest, Christopher Bell is plus 1,000. Tyler Reddick plus 1,200, as well as Ross Chastain. Ryan Blaney and Kevin Harvick blow, uh, both plus 1,500. As for the famous underdog segment, Bubba Wallace plus 2,000. Alex Bowman plus 3,500, as well as Ty Gibbs. Eric Jones, the previous race winner, is, is uh, plus 5,000. And rounding out the underdogs is Brad Kozlowski coming off of the top 10 finish at Darlington. He is plus 10,000. Now, as for the NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League, Things are heating up um, as we now have two runs for the championship now that the playoff standings have uh, officially kicked off. So, you know, there's a chance we'll have two champions once again. Trevor Sports 98 still holds the points lead over Toyota Tough and 48 Nation, who are both tied for the runner-up spot. Ricky Spenhouse and RPG Racing 2 round up the top five, now reading the playoff standings. Um, Danny B. White is P1. Uh, She's tied. Yeah, so Claudia... Yeah, she's P1. She's tied with Larson Fan uh, 5. Um, actually, no, we have a three-way tie in the playoff standings. So, um, yeah, Claudia, uh, Larson Fan 5, and Ricky Spinhouse. Ricky Spinhouse, are, 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 all three of them are tied for P1. 
And then rounding out the top five is Railhawk56 and Keegan Schneider YouTube. We've seen him in the chats for many, many years. He's um, tied for fourth place. You know, I'm looking at this whole playoff list here. My whole house is doing good. Danny B. Wife is first. I am 14th. And Shugs B. Meows is 11th. <laughs> I don't know who's doing that account, but I love that that one exists. That's cool. No, that's cool. <laughs> and I mean, well, I think I'm like 26th or 30th or something. I, I'm 10th I'm in the overall standing, so I'm still nice. holding pretty good. Hey, still maintaining a top 10. Good job. But yeah, so yeah, that'll uh, do it for uh, that conclusion of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League. Now to picks. As far as the pick points go, Eric still has the lead at 464 points. He is ahead of the chat in second by 15. I am 15! Wow! I am continuing <laughs> to try to uh, close the gap even more. I am now third, minus 63. Uh, Darian is fourth, minus 81. And it's a close battle between him and Jarrett for last. Jarrett is fifth, <laughs> minus 83. What has happened? I, I, don't I know. won my championship and dipped. I just want to say this. Bro. Danny has made up nearly 40 points in like the last six weeks. And if he continues at this clip, he will actually catch up to Eric by the last week of the year. Oh, it's going to be a close battle for the championship. That's a huge if. Well, mm-hmm. you and the chat got to stop picking everyone who finishes last. That's true. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, hey, I picked the Xfinity winner. I'll take that. There you go. And I the doubled my lead. Picked- I think I was up by eight last week, 15 this week. I like that ratio. I like what I'm seeing. Let's the do it. The chat picked keep- Chase you're- Elliott this past week. Oh, who did I you're- pick? But I thought I picked Chase. You picked Kyle Larson. I picked Larson? I thought they yeah. picked Larson. No. Oh, that's big. And then me and Darian got Logano and Danny got Reddick. Mm-hmm. Smooth. Man, keeps yeah. getting points. So you are, yeah, you're leaving the chat, but I'm coming. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there is now a mathematical chance that after this week, Danny could be second. Yeah. If he sweeps it, and the chat sucks. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. It'd be a tough hey. one. You got three races to pick right this week. We'll see. You never yeah, know. I think we have three. Is it three straight weeks now? Or no, four straight weeks of triple headers. This this could help me. This could help uh-huh. me. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. Trucks. Eric, who's going to win? Ryan Priest. Oh, yeah, he hasn't. Nice. He's finished no worse than like eleventh in all of his in any truck race this year. He's got a few top fives, and obviously he's got to win. So, Priest, that's pretty good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Chandler Smith. He's he's still been on pretty good this season. I think he can come out pretty good. KBM can do good at uh, Kansas. So I'm gonna go with Chandler Smith on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Smith, not Chandler, but Zane Smith. He will win. I was going to go with Zane Smith. Um, and you know what? I, I'll stick with him. He absolutely dominated Kansas. I was thinking maybe yeah, I'll go against Darian because he's got the worst pick so far. But no, he did so damn well this past race at Kansas that there's, I, I don't want to bet against him yet. And the chats. Who's the chat pick? Well, I'm seeing a lot of 38s. A few. Uh, probably Zane. I think I'm going Zane. Yeah. yeah, it's looking Zane. Uh, I'll, give yeah. Him, I'll give him old Zane Smith. All right, we'll give y'all Zane Smith it is. All right, Eric, who's going to win the Xfinity Series? This is a tough one. Uh, I feel like Gregson's winning a lot of races these days. It's hard to pick against JRM. But uh, I feel like, it's, is it weird? When did Ty Gibbs last win a race? I feel like he's due. 
it's weird. Like he, we've talked about him just winning at such a high ratio these first his first year and a half in the series. I feel like he's in a little a, bit of a dry spell. A, Someone a, can correct me if I'm wrong. Back in August at Michigan, and he had a pretty impressive win at uh, yeah, he did win Michigan Kansas last year. Yeah, I mean, he's my pick um, because of that Kansas win. Um, I forgot he won Michigan. Gosh, and then that was just a few weeks ago. He was contending at Watkins Glen until he, he contends every week. He's not out of it. He's just like third a lot instead mm-hmm. of first, and that's why I'm like, hmm, when's, when's he going to get on a hot streak and win like three in a row again, something like that, you know? But I'll go Ty Gibbs this week for sure. Yeah, I too was going to go with Ty Gibbs on this one. I feel like this is where he can uh, come back to it. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think that nine's on a roll, man. I'm going to go with Gregson. I'm also going with Ty Gibbs. I think that uh, after how we did last year and, you know, with, when he was, he was, I believe, involved in like a caution, nearly wrecked, and they still came back to win. I think he's a better driver now than he was a year ago. So I got Ty. It looks like the Chad. I think I see a lot of nines. I think they're going and Gregson. They- it's between him and Gibbs, but I think they're leaning Gregson after we all pick Gibbs. <laughs> yeah. I need a poll for this one between the nine and the 54. Well, I'm seeing some more nines now. I think it's nine. Yeah, by a slim margin. Yeah, let's give yeah. it nine. Keep he things interesting, no chat. We've picked different people. Let's keep let's keep this moving. Let's keep yeah. keep the train running. All right, Eric. Who is going to suck? Austin Dillon. I'm yeah, just. I, I figured I should pick a playoff guy. It was between him or Briscoe. I'm just gonna go Dillon. Yeah, I'm also going up in Austin. Only I'm going up Austin centric for this one. I'm gonna go with Chase Briscoe, man. Just uh, he was just way, way off, off the pace, you know, compared to the other playoff drivers. We're just beating up the bottom four. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm also least. going Briscoe on this one. Mm-hmm. Tough. I we, think we got through those so their... fast. Yeah, we we got through it so fast. The chat hasn't caught. <laughs> they're picking Alvarola. Yeah, they're picking Alvarola. Yeah. I, I was about to say, be careful. I see a lot of nines here. Are we going to chase Elliott to suck? <laughs> they, they saw IDK was in the chat, so they're putting Almarola just yeah. to get ahead of okay, it. Okay, I'll right. go ahead and get Almarola. <laughs> hey, the first non-playoff suck pick of the playoffs so far. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it to the chat. To, to be fair, we all went with the bottom of the barrel one, so mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, who's Dark Horse, Eric? Uh, Toyota is going to be great in this race. I don't see any reason to doubt that they were so fast here in the spring. Yeah, maybe different conditions. Teams have had a chance to go back to the drawing board, try some new things, but I think it's going to be a Toyota kind of day. Bubba Wallace uh, had arguably a top two car last time we were here. Um, I think he'll be once again a top five threat. I'm in agreement with you. He's he's in the numbered at one, but even though it's still basically his, his car, his team. Uh, yeah, Bubba Wallace is my underdog as well. Yeah, Bubba Wallace. I was gonna. Yeah, everyone. I think uh, has the same pick. And I, it's looking very clear that the chat is also going with Bubba Wallace. Yeah. Well, then I'll give him a clean sweep. But I'm gonna say this right now. Uh, last, you know, last time he got a top ten, had an awesome car, ran really fast, uh, but because of pit issues, was not in contention. I've had to hear every time I get critical of Bubba Wallace. For now, three months that if he had a better crew, if they were some of those bad ones taking off his crew, he'd be going for a win. This is the week he needs to prove it. Go for a win. This is a this is a ready-made weekend for him. His team was good there in the spring. Go out there and get a top five run, just like he did at Michigan. Like yeah. this is this is a weekend set for him to do well. 
And overall, 23-11 had an amazing weekend at Darlington, too. And Menti Gibbs running in the top 10 consistently. So let's see if he can continue the momentum. Oh, uh, is this true that Bob Pachris just uh, confirmed it for uh, for North Wilkesboro? Let's see. Uh, I thought it was already. Chat. I thought yeah. Jim Utter basically confirmed it. Yeah, I thought, yeah. And then Bob, I thought, Bob, Bob probably just said the same thing all the other guys have said. Yeah. yeah. Like I've yeah. seen everyone, like Stern uh, reported it, Athletic reported well, it. Yeah, Bob said basically what we've heard, but he did add the cup schedule uh, is expected to uh, be announced at next week at the earliest. Okay. So the earliest, gosh. <laughs> yeah, he's not expecting it to at least next week. Oh, uh, but that's probably going to mean another two weeks. We'll probably get it around Talladega, honestly. It's probably going to be mm-hmm. right at the start of October. Yeah. yeah. All right. We are now at that point in the show where we pick who's going to win. Who's going to win at Kansas, Eric? Uh, I'm going to stick with my Toyota. Um, my Toyota train i suppose uh denny hamlin i am uh, not gonna follow you on this one i'm actually gonna say the guy who took second in this race back in the spring kyle larson will go to victory lane yep i was just about to say the same thing i think kyle larson will win this race one last year's uh, fall race at kansas and he'll make it two in a row yeah he's, he's got to improve after last week so uh i'm on that train too but simply just because he was the only one that kept up with the the uh, Toyotas, and I don't see that five team being awful two weeks in a row uh, like that in the playoffs. And I also see him doing pretty well, seeing how he was pretty damn good here last year. I mean, just look at both races, like how well he ran for most of those races. So I got Larson as well. I'm seeing a mix of 18, 5, and 11. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing too. Well, we know they won't pick 11 because Eric picked it. It feels like 18, but I've seen, I mean, I have four of the last five of the last six, I see seven of the last nine I've seen are 18. It's definitely a Toyota driver. But now there's a few Larsons. Now there's three Larsons. I'm going to do a poll of the 18, 11, and and five. There you go. Sounds good. Sounds fair. And then while you do that, he'll read the rest of the super chats. But yeah, let's see if the chat can. It's uh, no use, chat. Yeah, let's see if the chat can catch it. Might as well not even vote. I might, might as well just ignore it. He oh, keeps man. talking trash like this. I'm going to be rooting for the chat. <laughs> well, and they started it. You hey. see, like, Spencer, Blue Jimmy, some of these guys in the chat, they're taking this very seriously, and I feel like I have to, like, match their energy level. Yeah. <laughs> this is Eric. all I have. And, Eric, how long have you led the points all season? Is this I, wish, I think you just said it pretty much all season. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's all season, basically. At this point. I, don't, I don't remember when. I feel like <laughs> it was close for a while. To they be led fair, at one point. They did lead at one point. To be fair, this year is a lot closer overall amongst the five of us compared to last year. Mm. Like last year, if I'm not mistaken, by the time we got to this point in the playoffs, it was like just me and Eric and like I think one other because we had we had six because of the guest pick. Like it was just three of us that were within a hundred points of the so league. It's a, it's a more competitive season. I was a distant third last year. <laughs> I thought you were second. No, you were second, Eric. I think I was third. Was yeah, I second? No, you, the you chat and I was went, third. Yeah, you and I were second. Went. Woohoo! Yeah, I lost <laughs> by one point to the chat. Well, third place. Polls up. Answer me immediately. Do you understand me? Poll. 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 
All right, so I'm going to get back into some of these super chats while we let you guys uh, vote a little bit. Where we where we left off? We left off with the uh, Eric Jones baby. So, Melon Smasher one appreciate the four ninety nine. Let's go, boys! Another week, another winner. Logano in first this week. Let's go. Yeah. Cr- Chris Furrow eleven appreciate the four dollars and sixty nine cents. Who gave a better shoot promo, CM Punk or Kevin Harvick? <laughs> if y'all haven't had it, even if you're not a wrestling fan, go find what CM Punk said uh, in the media scrum after AEW's All Out because it was uh, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. Uh, but Kevin Harvick also gave a pretty good promo there at, at, after the race. So uh, Speedway Anywhere, appreciate the $5. Sure is nice to see the non-contenders, including the winner race in the top 16. Let's hope it stays that way. Yeah, it is nice seeing that uh, parody each week, so it's been pretty yeah. nice this year. Okay, prepare yourself. Jar Jar Binks, $1.99. Misa wants Eric Estep and Jarek Lundberg to save Desa Souls and boo Kevin Harvick. Go Harvick! Woo! Go Harvick, yeah! <laughs> Peace be with you. Antar Doss, appreciate the $1.99. The best part of NBC slash USA is Dale Jr. yelling, Carnival! Yeah. Oh, we got a card of all! It scares the living Dallas out of me in the moment. It's like, oh, startled. If you ever fall asleep during the race, just wait for Del Jr. He'll wake you up. Yeah. Napa Racing Fan 927, appreciate the $5. Is this the first non-rain win for the 43 since John Andretti at Martinsville in 1999? Yes, it is. Yep. If, yeah. if so, that's a wild stat. Love seeing the 3 and 43 win. 48 next. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah. M.M. Martin fan for life. Appreciate the four ninety nine. Please update the owner's points as well because the forty five is in and not the twelve, huh? Really? Uh, yeah, I think so. Or is it the twelve? Well, yeah, the twelve is not in the owner's points. So um, oh, okay. Bubba, with his run ninth place, I think this week is like ninth or tenth, somewhere like that in the owner's standing. So he's set to move on in the owner's bracket at least okay. as of now. That's cool. And that's exactly why they put Bubba in that car. So yeah, doing his job. All right. Uh, MA Fire 924, appreciate the $2. Y'all see why that Chase is the biggest choker at HMS. Okay. Oh, no. It's not 2018 or 17. It's not 2017. We're in a new era, guys. Come on. I mean, hey, it's better than I see everyone else every week talking about Bowman being bad, so I don't know. Uh, how do you say this? New as as GS. Okay, appreciate the two dollars. Why is Chase struggling? Maybe pressure too much. I don't think it's yeah. pressure. Guys, it's one week. Yeah, it was one bad he, weekend. He's, he's literally been the best car all year. Guys, I just I just think he's yeah. not leading the points. It's bad. Oh. That's pretty, that pretty tragic. I don't. He's been to back to back championship for us. They they know pressure. I, yeah. I, I think yeah. I think it's just it was just, a bad week. A couple it was mistakes. Weekend. It's all good. He'll be okay, I think. Wonton ten appreciate the nine ninety nine. What if they made the playoffs lineup during the regular season solely about playoff points? Regular season points still work the same and pay out the same, but no more win and you're in. Stages mean more. That's basically, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to the idea of like twelve or fourteen spots on points, and then there's like two wild card spots on wins. You know, like the next, you know, like they kind of like they used to the do. Playoffs. So basically, it'd be like, you oh. know, it'd be like, say, Denny Hamlin won at Darlington, and he took a crap. That's saying. My bad. It's in the playoffs. Track, so I don't know. In the playoffs themselves, yeah. That, that Interesting maybe. though. You either go back to Winston or don't change it at all. I think that's where we've kind <laughs> yeah, of been at, at the consensus of. Yeah. Might as well. 
Hero Hope Five, appreciate the two dollars. Uh, race shows, race shows why Larson is favorite and most wins this year. Huh? Read he that again. Have the most wins this year. What? He doesn't have the most wins though. Are, you, are you watching last season? Yeah, he had the most wins last he's, season. He yeah, T-voted all of 2021. He's been, he's been a little mixed up. This he's year. just they're, catching they're, up they're, right they're, now. They're, they're using Internet Explorer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Napa Racing Fan 927, appreciate the $5. 40 Iceberg with Route 66 Raceway returning for the NHRA in 2023. Can Chicagoland return sooner than 2026? If not, is this good news for Chicagoland? Uh, I mean, it's all in the same facility. So I, I know for a fact, I mean, even if you go on Google images, you can see the speedway is still having people going in and out working at it. Um, I know there's people that work at it still. So, I mean, it's not dead by any means. Uh, those same people have been doing it for a lower, uh, did the same thing for a lower series race at uh route 66. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see it coming back before 2026 unless the Chicago street race falls through and that'll really have to deal with the mayor election, I believe next year. Um, but I don't know. I think we'll see Chicago land again, the way that it's, it's looking at the moment. I mean, if we can see North Wilkesboro again, why can't we see Chicago land again in an area where the street race probably won't last forever. NASCAR is going to want to stay in that area. They own the track. I mean, there's all signs are pointing to them at least, holding steady with the track plus they they also said last week i believe that chicagoland would resume racing in 26 so at this point it's just a patience game trust me i want to i want to go there yeah i want to finally see it in person i i miss it but you know at this point you just got to wait till updates come with it but it's a good sign it's a good sign Marky Mark, appreciate the two dollars. I just said howdy, howdy, howdy. Marky Mark, appreciate that. You still uh, modeling the underwear there, Marky Mark? Howdy ho, howdy ho. Uh, Hunter Nixon fishing. Good to hear from you, man. Appreciate a nine ninety nine donation there. New Hampshire is being extremely underrated this year as far as racing goes. It was mm-hmm. a good race. It's yeah. been a good race as, for a as much years. as flat racing. I feel like has struggled with the next gen car. That one was overall pretty good. Yeah. And it's been really good the past few years since they, you know, had it to just one race. Double Zero Music. Appreciate the $5 there. All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro. Bob tweeted that he expects that to be the announcement tomorrow. Joined late in case y'all already talked about it. Yeah, Double Zero mm-hmm. Music. We did talk about that, but we appreciate that donation. And, yeah, we're, yeah. we're pretty excited about that. Uh, Need for Speed, 5353. Appreciate the $2 donation. He just said, praise Ty Dillon. Okay. No. Okay. Oh. Urban Alvarado, appreciate the nine ninety nine. Uh, I hope that the next the NASCAR next gen Legos is released under Speed Champions. It's easy to build than the Technic series that I built a tag your Porsche Formula E car this year, and my fingers hurt afterwards. I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not a familiar of Lego, so I don't know if any of you guys have any insight to that. Nah. I'll check with my brother and get yeah. back in. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he has like, bless you. Uh, he has like the, I think the Star Destroyer, like from Star Wars, uh, Lego, and it's it's badass looking. Like nice. How I big respect. is it? Like is it? Uh, why is it one one scale? <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's totally five miles long. Takes up the neighborhood. It takes up the city. <laughs> it, it replaced Rockford. It was it was a necessary oh, evil. 
Novastone12, appreciate the $2. Why NASCAR getting rid of one and a half best racing and views? No? I think I think it, um, he was, uh, the super chat was referring to the Kansas and Pocono, or no, Kansas and uh, Richmond News. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I don't hate to lose get, a Kansas, get, but get, I don't, the attendance is... Getting rid of one isn't the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, yeah. The thing about Kansas is, yeah, it has good racing, but Attendance. I mean, it was it was down 15 percent in viewership this mm -hmm. year on tv attendance i think was estimated between 10 to 15 thousand people which is atrocious for a cup race it's i i could understand after like especially after the contract ends with the casino them being like yeah, yeah. that's true uh bruce morgan appreciate the 499 bruce thanks for the entertaining conversation analysis made this a must watch episode appreciate you for coming out and checking us out bruce appreciate the donation and the support Thank uh, you. that'll do it for the super chats i don't see any more new ones i'm also gonna go ahead and end the poll the chat is going with kyle larson for this one all right so it's so, either eric's gonna get a big gain or gonna have a big loss this weekend mm -hmm. uh, no, yeah. i know i think me and the chat picked different different players for all well, three no. races no, Danny, Darian, and I also picked Larson. So you you could like in the span of one race, it was up yeah. to like fifteen points to the mm -hmm. chat. Yeah, come on, Denny. He's got that new sponsor. You know how Denny does <laughs> me as a new sponsor. He that yeah. offer pad scheme last year won at Darlington. Oh yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will see what happens. But uh, appreciate you guys coming by and checking out the show this week. Next week, guys, you can catch us over on Eric's channel uh, Wednesday, September 14th, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern mm -hmm. Time. We'll go over all the events that happen at Kansas Speedway, and and uh, who knows what kind of more crazy news we'll have next week at, at this point. Yeah, hopefully we're talking about the upcoming schedule. Well, I don't know exactly when it's going to be maybe released we'll next week. Maybe we'll know where Kyle Bush is racing. Yeah, maybe. maybe that too. Yeah, so a mm -hmm. lot of stuff to talk about. And you know what's crazy? I just realized this. We have less than 10 podcasts to go this season. Isn't that crazy? It feels like That's yesterday nuts. we just started. You know, but, we just saw over season five but plans. But the, oh. the, the crazy part, though, is that this time last year when we were about to say goodbye, it was really saying goodbye now three of us live close to each other we can hang out this winter over the yeah, off season exactly yeah. hibernate cool. together eric you know what eric well, just get well, the get the dale call that must be a texas that must be a texas thing y'all are up in the NFL. tennessee mountains a winter what was i supposed to say black bears oh and, oh and winter oh jared what you doing there what you doing it's danny's birthday hey it's danny's birthday on friday Nice. Also, I got my nice Minnesota Viking shot glass from JP's NASCAR because uh, they're going <laughs> to kick the crap out of the Packers, I hope. So, uh, cheers. Yeah. Can't wait to have you come over in like 20 minutes, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just realized um, yeah. I'm, I'm three years from 30. Oh, well, happy birthday, Danny. Yay, well, getting older. Well, oh, it's, well, you know what's funny is uh, two of us on this podcast right now are uh, – over halfway to 30 and two of us are not yeah okay that's a fact all right beautiful see you next Bye -bye. week guys vroom 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 nice try nice try very great holy moly take off yeah this guy thank you hell yeah great job man Right, right, hell, baby, come on! Oh my god, guys! Yes! Yes!
guys are the best. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, what a year. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.